911. I'm BJ Ryan, episode 115. Proudly sponsored by Betfair. Don't bet harder, bet smarter at Betfair. Alongside Terry Layton, the Perth Racing Guru at 11HQ. G'day, Terry. <laughs> G'day, BJ. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Well, not too bad. Coffee's kicked in. We're up and about. Too many coffees. And Tommy Johnson's here. Oh. Can't ask so much more. We've got TJ. How are you, TJ? I'm, I'm struggling after the last 24 hours, it's been but tough, I'm it? here in good spirits. Let's mm, call it. Yeah, we, we've made a little bit of a pack yeah. before we started. We were both a little bit sooky yesterday. Good vibes only. We yeah. aligned on a couple. We don't well, We don't actually ever discuss the form pre-races. We aligned on a couple. We're a little bit sooky, but we're just going to roll into this meeting with uh, a positive mindset and a and just a positive attitude, which we're, we're, we're full of. Zen. Mm. We just decided we're going to let it go. Before yeah. the 150. That's what we're going to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, Tommy me. Johnson was, uh, of course, was part of our Young Gun Rising Stars series last year and he's uh, um, got a few irons in the fire these days. It's Tommy. He uh, loves a bet. He's a bid spotter at the Magic Millions. He's a, uh, he's a, um, he's got his own bloodstock business, syndicated a yearling to a heap of his mates. This time last year, and he's also the man, the WA man behind Pro Punter Alert. Tommy, welcome back to the one one. Tell us what's happening in your world, man. Um, not a lot, other than being extremely busy, <laughs> um, especially with sale time coming around. So, just spent the last few weeks, or the last week in particular, just going through the book at the sales, um, and also trying to keep up with form, things like that. So, busy time of year for myself. Tell us about Pro Punter Alert. How long have you been running this gig? Um, I think I've been with them since September. They're just a subscription service that um, offer tips all around Australia. Um, Many booms and bangs? Yeah, I mean, a couple. (laughs) No idea what that means, but we'll keep going. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And, um, but yeah, no, it's been going good. Have, yeah, a few rough patches and a few peaks. I don't know. But yeah, no, not too bad. It's, it's been good for myself. Um, so you're, you're, you're providing, so for a pro partner, you're providing the WA stuff? Yes, WA yeah. stuff uh, um, for them. Um, just trying to do as many meetings as possible in particular country and stuff. So Well, just finding one? Um, yeah, just niche mark. Like yeah. that's my goal is trying to find rough odds. I think there was a period there where my average SP was like 14 or something. Mm-hmm. Just so trying to work on that, just trying to find long price winners um, and lower my strike rate that I need to hit. So. I love that. I love actually love the way, as I've always told you, I love the way you go about it in regards to finding, especially if you're going to follow like a service from a more of a, a recreational point of view. Um, like I, I, yeah, I thoroughly enjoy the aspect of uh, shopping for a bit of value. And um, yeah, I think the most overrated uh, statistic in punting and tipping is strike rate. Like who gives a crap what your strike rate is if you're tipping $1. fifty pops every yeah. single start, you know? Exactly. That's the kind of approach I've taken where – I don't think I'm going to be tipping at a 33% strike rate or a 40% strike rate. So my average SP shouldn't be $3. Like I, I try and go as high as well, I don't try and go as high as possible, but that's just the way I tip. And I find that's my edge in finding, you know, where the market misses and taking on favorites. And it was a bit harder now. Pikey's gone. That was really my thing is just take Pikey on like his short price in every race. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them was for no reason other than his name. So now it gets a bit harder, but you know, like I'm adjusting and yeah, it's it's still enjoyable. Do you think from your personal point of view, because I was saying last week, I'm, I'm actually missing Pikey 
because I think I had finally sort of figured out where I thought he was value because I still believe yeah. he was value on horses, but he was also obviously massive unders on horses. Are you you're disappointed he's gone because you think you'd sort of or found the edge in the market where he's just going around too short, allowing you to get a better price elsewhere? Um, both. Like so, obviously now you look at arguably two that have taken over with Parnham and um, Johnston Porter. Mm-hmm. Has the market caught up to those two yet? Do you think? Um, no, mm-hmm. I don't. Not in the same way it had with Pikey, like yeah. in that sense. But I, I think even now, though, like considering, I think like Carberry stepped up a notch and McGrady for a period there stepped up a notch, right? Like he's kind of flown out of it. It's, he was flying at one point and now he's just back to sort of level playing field. But like with Pike, I had the confidence that if I was going to back him, I knew what I was getting, where with Parnham and Johnson Porter in particular, I don't. Yeah. So that's just trying to find that range of what I think that oh, voice break, nice. What I think their level oh, you'll is. Get through it. <laughs> what I think their level is of, you know, what I adjust for them when I do my ratings and stuff of what their value is, is has become a little bit harder. So in that sense, mm-hmm. it's, yeah, it's interesting the discussion, and then you just, I think you t- take Pike's consistency, yeah. his elite consistency. For granted, do you know what I mean? He was just yep. he just performed at a level week yep. in, week out, uh, and then now it's up to yeah. Like Chris Parnham had a terrific, tremendous season last year. Uh, CJP's the heir apparent, and then you got guys who are going to step up to to fill their sh- uh, to you know to ride their share of winners as well. You mentioned Carberry and uh, Sean McGrady, but it's just that consistency of of whether they can maintain that level yep. or whether there's peaks and troughs, you know what I mean? Whereas Pikey was able just to be so consistently brilliant throughout have the whole s- season. Have you seen the prices of his mounts? I really, I quickly tuned on him, watched his on Tuesday. I didn't say how he went yesterday, but every single one is like backed off the map already. Yeah, I like, guess uh, I don't think it was too bad. Yeah, okay. But those ones on Tuesday and then his first, I know his first ride on Wednesday was uh, was well supported as well. So it might take the... Uh, Fight a protest, I believe. Oh, yeah, I thought he was a bit I'm pretty sure actually. first one. Yeah, I, got, I, I, I didn't see anything from yesterday. So. I think he should have got it anyway. But um, he uh, had a couple of lacings at Kensington uh, yesterday. You're in a second and a third. But um, so yeah, the the rest of 2022 is going to be very interesting as far as the jockey landscape is concerned. I see. Uh, I mean, we got Sean McGrady riding a treble on Saturday. Um, so it just sort of goes in ebbs, ebbs and flows at the moment, doesn't it? So as a party the other week as well, had a treble yep. on the Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, Brad Parnham had a treble. Yeah, oh, I mean, yeah, it was as a party road three the next Wednesday. Brad Parnham rode three. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. three and a couple of place getters as well. So yeah, so it's going to be going to be interesting. So so how how old are you, Tommy? I'm twenty. You're twenty. So tell us how you wanted to a and b went about. Uh, I guess syndicating your your first very first horse around this time last year. Um, basically, like I just I've known for a little while that's. The kind of path I want to venture into is bloodstock. Yeah, I think that's you. Um, we spoke about that last time you were on. Yeah. yeah, and just I kind of took an approach to it of have a look at my bank account, decide can I afford fifty percent of a hundred percent of a horse, and the answer was no. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I thought, well, there's a best way to get into it is just buy a chunk of a horse and keep that percentage, and then share that out. Try and find as much people as like, many people as are interested and get them involved, and then. Now kind of transitioning into that of I've got them once, can I get them again and can I find new people willing to get involved and all that. So it'll be interesting this time around, especially with the market being so inflated, yep. just like the way it is with the sales, um, just first of all what I have to pay to um, find one. But I, th- I think this year, again, I'll do the same thing, just buy 50% off 51% of one so I can 
have this one out right mm-hmm. and um and share that off with just as many people that are keen um like preferably young well not preferably young people but just like in particular young people like i'm always keen to get young people involved in racing because obviously that's the future and yeah. it's really hard to find you know many other people promoting like 19 20 year olds um to get involved in racing so i think it's only positive to get as many young people as, as i can involved yeah i agree so Walk us through what you did last year. You bought, did you get a 50% in one horse? Uh, originally, 50, I think I ended up with 41 and a half yeah. of a smart missile colt um, that was with Michael Lane. Yeah. Um, and How, then, how's it going? Yeah, it was going good. We were really excited. And then with the wet winter um, this year, standing in a paddock, his feet just blew off a little bit with yeah. abscesses. So we've kind of had to take a back step and probably out for four or five weeks and then we look to bring him back into work with the intention of running. I mean, his family, his pedigree suggested he'll go early um, out of Our Time Will Come, which is out of Bantry Bay. And their whole family, they just went as two-year-olds. Yep. So we're sitting fingers crossed that first of all, we get into the track in general, but just that he comes up early and he shows something to keep the young people excited. How many people did you get in your Tommy Johnston syndicate? I think... Syndicate one. <laughs> yeah, syndicate one. I think 16, yep. I believe, or 13, something like that. Around that, around the, yeah. So, so, Terry, so Terry, we've got one guy, 20 years old, take going out on a limb, getting 40% in a share, getting another 13 to 16 people involved as well. I mean, we're about to, we're gonna be talking to Brittany Taylor very soon about the Own the Dream concept, which is the industry initiative, which is what they're doing at Rawa to broad, but when you've got individuals and young people as well, uh, stepping up and trying to, trying to grow, the, grow the ownership and the participation pie, it's a great thing, I mean, you're in, a heap of horse. <laughs> How those training feed yeah, bills go? Yeah, <laughs> well, we got a we got a few. I just was telling you before. I've started a little spreadsheet to see if I was losing as much as I thought. I actually finished uh, a little bit in front last month from, but that's I mean, prize money versus that's training fees, including your yeah. initial purchase prices. Yeah. But uh, yeah, if we can somehow battle away and finish square with the uh, training fees and have the occasional sting as we go, Tommy, <clears> that would be nice. Have you ever, have you as an owner ever had a good good sting? I'll ask you as well, Beach. Have mm-hmm. you had a good sting, Tommy? <laughs> I've had a good sting that didn't win. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> They're the best things, aren't yeah. they? Uh, that was, that was uh, brilliant. That's, that's, that's called that. a beasting. <laughs> uh, I don't even know what that was. That was, yeah, a substantial amount at Seven, eight, 17s yeah. and fives, and we ran a, a really yeah. nice fourth yeah, that was we did. half what a did lit. we start that day? I, was with you. I think we started six dollars bet for Oh, yeah. this is a Hellatorian yeah. yeah. discussion, is it? Yeah, yeah right. It was brutal. Reminiscing. Yeah. Yeah. So that was really fun. But that that's my first runner, Halatorian. My mm-hmm. was it? yeah, I think it was, yeah. And then Magnaman. I was about having back Magnaman. Oh, was so Halatorian your first runner? First runner. Oh. I didn't uh, I didn't actually know that, Tommy. Um Yeah, right. I didn't know you didn't have another runner before. Oh well, we're we're due to pull one off then. Yeah, we are. That's the great it. that's the great sort of thought. I, I speak to Luke Fernie about it a little bit like before they start, we go, oh, yeah, let's what can we do here? What can we do? I don't know if you remember the Leo Cardo one we tried Leo to Cardo. pull off. <laughs> no, like was Luke's that? always had a really good opinion of the horse, was by the way. Back in a few weeks. York, wasn't it? Uh it was 2J. I'm going with 2J, but yeah. it could have been York. I'm going with 2J. And, um, yeah, we were in trouble. We were 13s to 3s. And I remember on the, like, about 600 to go. And uh, <laughs> well, Richie, Richie Bell was calling it just to rub salt into the room for me. Yeah, you can, you can rip those tickets up now or something. I was out. I remember just the previous night. I Yeah, we were at um, AFL Grand Final was the previous day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think with David Short for some reason at about... You tipped it to everyone at the SEN every, yeah, party. Yeah, I was at yeah. the SEN party yeah. and everyone. I got messages from people all over. Good luck, amazing. 
And uh, the money kept on coming and yeah. coming. And it just, you know, those ones on Betfield, like, geez, this is into $4. Golly, sh- this is into $2.90. Like, I've averaged probably nine, 10 bucks. Like, this is, this has got to be it. This is it. Like, this is, this is me done. And the only good thing was I got to save a lot of phone battery because it was, um, I could turn it off with 600 to go. <laughs> <laughs> and Leocardo uh, is, the reason it hasn't raced since is because it hasn't actually finished yet. So, yeah. um, that's why, I, that's why I haven't held another race meeting too, Jay. Yeah, there's still a horse on the track. So, anyway. <laughs> Set out a search party for us and yeah. trying to find it. Yeah. Benji, how about you? You had a plunge? Uh, no, <clears throat> yeah, well, when I was in my early 20s, we, uh, a group of friends owned a horse called He for Heidi, uh, originally trained by Colin Webster. We bought it for $1,000. Mm-hmm. Uh, the whole horse? Yeah, the yeah. whole horse. Went down to uh, Albany and he won about seven or eight races for us. But yeah, we had a, we had a couple of good wins on him. Um, it's the double horse you want, isn't it? Seven or he's eight. still the uh, track record holder for the for the mile at Albany. Really? For Heidi. Yeah, his name no, still what, comes what up in the... I think it must have been late 90s, yeah. Jeez, not many records yeah, No, hold. no, uh, sorry, early 2000s. Not many track yeah. records hold on that long, do they? Especially because yeah. these days uh, you'd think that horses are probably trained with a bit more modern technology and they can probably get that little bit of an extra edge out of them. It's like at the Olympics, well, like records are always broken because yeah. of that reason. So. Yeah, I think some of my good mates won on him too. I think Christian Hawkins won a race yeah, on him. Hawk. Kyle Nowlin won a race on him. I think Clint Harvey maybe. Uh, uh, Sean McGrady, I think. So all the all our uh, oh, uh, friends at the time were winning races on him. So it was good times, yeah, very good times. Yeah, right. Yeah, he for Heidi, he was a he was a champion. I, I don't know if I've told this story in the podcast, but we challenged. Uh, we're, uh, yeah, we had we had a few at the casino one night. Ran into Darren, a very young Darren McAuliffe at the time. And we char- challenged Darren to a match race with his horse. Uh, yeah, a horse by the name of Impressive Stats, who just won a maiden or something at Mount Barker. And we were flying at the time uh, with he for Heidi in the Great Southern. So we challenged uh, Darren McAuliffe to a match race, and he just laughed at us. And he said, "I'll tell you what's going to happen, mate." He said. Impressive Stats is going to win this race, this race, this race, this race, and it's going to win the Munger Up Sprint, then it's going to come to town and win the Cyril Flower, whatever it was at the time. And you know what? Every race that he said it was going to win, it won. It was incredible stuff from, from DMAC. So no wonder he's uh, very confident in his own abilities, training abilities these days, because he knew what he was doing at a very young age. And yeah, Impressive Stats went on to really uh, set set him up as a, as a trainer and he for Heidi never really got out of Albany. <laughs> uh, if, you're winning, if you're winning seven or eight, I'd be pretty happy. No, nah, we were wrapped. He was yeah. great. Yeah. Front runner too. So he just, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's a bold front runner, you know. It's a bit like you telling me you're a bit of a front runner, aren't you? A bit yeah. of a Freddie front runner. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, there's, we we're talking about ownership in the lead up to the Magic Millions, Perth Magic Millions sale, which is on in uh, in Middle Swan, in the beautiful Swan Valley of, uh, of Perth, Western Australia. Um, there's an event on tomorrow night, which we're all going to be attending, the Own the Dream finale and a, and a yearling parade. Uh, Tommy Johnson's going to be there as a Magic Millions bid spotter. You got any helpers this year? Um, Riley Morgan doing it as well, and Riley Capararo. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Mitch McClaney as well is doing a bit of admin, I believe, um, this yeah. year. Yes, uh, Charlotte. The, who runs the WA um, Magic Moons flicked a text and asking if I knew anyone so got Mitch involved with another mate Lucas Brown as well so it'll be interesting this year it might be a bit of a fun happening at Crown on Tuesday night after the first, <laughs> first day so but we'll see yeah so when's the sale on sorry Tuesday Wednesday Tuesday Wednesday yep. sorry so not Saturday, and then sorry. they're doing Twilight Ascot Wednesday so obviously because there's going to be a lot of people participants there so you can so go, early sale. yeah so you can go off to um ascot afterwards so it could be a full day event for some yeah. people the wednesday as well yeah <laughs> I I went there last. it was a cracking day last yeah, year it was Crip and i got the uh 
the old 40-minute Uber up there. And, um, yeah, when he got to my house on the way up, he just thought it was an Ascot race course. <laughs> I said, no, mate, we're up to the Swan Valley. So, yeah, that was a cracking day. Gerald was on last year. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you I think I was the only person watching the race. Yeah, yeah. I think you were back in Winston. Yeah, that was there with the day. I saw you on everyone. Yeah, just about to the car on that day. So, um, it's my last winner, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so, months. so, yeah, it's, it's that time of year where everyone uh, tries to replenish their young horses, their stocks, and it's going to be a hot sale this year, Tommy. I think the prices are going to go up. It's going to be a very competitive market. I've spoken to quite a few of the, the major trainers and uh, and they're uh, they're looking to spend. So there's a bit of bit of cash floating around. So I think you're going to be busy, bit spotting. Yes, uh, very. Um, from what I'm hearing, it's just everyone saying that they've got plenty of owners with plenty of money. So oh wow, yeah, and it's a good that book. Last year's sales so. were a lot more expensive than expected going into, or they were. The lots went for more than yeah. Then they then they probably are valued at, but that's just the case of like with COVID that no one's traveling and yeah. all that type of thing where people got more like more money saved and are willing to spend a bit more. Like you're at home, what do you do? Like it's a good time to buy into a horse. So the market went up a bit, and then again this year, like um, the eastern states went up a bit as well. So in this year, it'll go up. I don't know if it'll go up again, but it'll definitely maintain an inflated level. Yeah, I mean, well, the trainers they need they need to fill their stables, don't yeah, they? Exactly. So they're 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 competing for uh, only a limited number of horses, um, and they need yeah they need those horses, and we need the the um, the stock in their in their stables so that we can fill these fill these fields up. So it's a very competitive market. So uh, it's all happening, Magic Millions wise, yearling sale time, very exciting time of the year, and uh, look forward to seeing how everything unfolds. Beginning with the Own the Dream uh, finale in the Yearling Parade at, uh, at uh, their sales complex tomorrow night. Just quickly touching on last week, we had Tricks of the Trade uh, getting the job job done narrowly in the Challenge Stakes. He I think was, we were uh, right. Yeah, I think we were right. Dollar twenty, dollar eighteen in the finish. So theory, man. Beat Hemi Singh. Good front running ride from Harvey yeah. on, yeah. on Hemi Singh. I. Uh, I thought good aggression. I think there's been a lot of uh, racking and stacking and thinking it's advantageous to go as slowly as possible. But um, no, I thought that was a, a nice little ride there from the Pontiff. But yeah, I think Tricks the Trade's a nice horse. It's good, but, yeah, um, it's a good horse. I don't think it's ran, a twenty pop. Ran think. the last, ran, had to run the fastest last four and two of the day just to win. So um, yeah, knocked back a million dollars for that horse last week. Did the, uh, the owners of Tricks of the Trade and uh, yeah, and he uh, yeah he sort of. Got a little bit back from anyway, <laughs> $125,000, but I don't think money is necessarily an issue in that department. So exciting horse, tricks of the trade, and uh, and the silver flower. This was this was a story and a half, wasn't it? This will test you. Uh, Lucy Warwick, but of course, recently retired. Hoop Mitchell Pateman records his first black type victory with uh, his girl. This will test you. Tell you what, yeah, it was an incredible uh, effort. So I would have. I, I nearly considered this will test you when I did my early market and I had it far shorter, but if someone told me it wasn't going to leave, yeah. I would have said, no, so I wouldn't have taken 100 bucks to be honest with you. Like my thought process was if this will test you, you can get out in front and just hug that rail. And the rail was playing nice on Saturday and it was playing a nice little on-pace day. Um, I, yeah, I, I would have considered it. But uh, to win with a sit and a few things worked out. Mm. Um, a, bit, a bit of carnage on the yeah, team. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I put a, a tweet about the pond. Yeah. I, in retrospect, I can see how he got knocked over um, and forced to do what he did to some degree. I still think he could have avoided that a lot better than what he did. And I think just to dismiss that that quickly was a little bit of a surprise for me. Interested to hear your thoughts, BJ. You're the the, the chief steward of the one one podcast um but yeah huge effort one and it won well so yeah she, she won really well and 
Yeah, I don't know. She's probably going to be better at a thousand, you'd think. Um, but no, I think, she, think she's just. Mitch has obviously got her in a really good space. I think it was it was always the talent was there, wasn't it, Tommy? Yeah. It was just the the mental yeah, capacity and the professionalism. So yeah, that's what I took from it. Just that she's matured a whole heap. And then yeah, as you said before, the fact she took a sit there and still won was a miracle. I mean, <laughs> I think I had a, I think I had a, like seven fifty. Um, but like I genuinely would have had it 81s yep. from leaders back. Just she looks like a different horse, but maybe it's the rail. I don't know. But she travelled into it beautifully around the bend and put a gap like well, she was able to push it, push out icy red. Just yeah, like push him. Do you have anything on the running double, Lucy, to finish the day, or <laughs> just the <laughs> yeah. old uh, what was that fifties into? Oh, well, he's bet fair probably thirties. Oh, this will test into what was Tina? I didn't want to look at forty-one dollars. Like miles, so miles Fitzner with the bet fair edge. With the uh, we're finishing. Um, we all tipped you. He tipped yeah. in Jabaker too. I will tell you what, Tina Coot, who runs a big race here, mm. like, is the only other horse you mentioned runs yeah. a big race here. So I think, it was, I think it was four deep the entire Tina Coot too. Yeah. <laughs> and they didn't think it could win. And that's when you just yeah, you just I don't know. That's a good time to retire from horse racing. <laughs> a puncher and most other things happen. So. Well, the trial was brilliant before it's fair to start, but it's first run was just, are we allowed to say dog yeah, shit? Because it was yeah. dog shit. Yeah, certainly was. Yeah, I thought it's last two, it was last, but anyway, yeah. It's it's a horse with some some talent. Did anyway. you see who finished top four in that race? It was all horses that we best over 2,000 plus. Yeah. So I just think the way the race was run, there yeah. was your Crescent Cities, yeah. I think Sluice Box finished in there. Who ran third? Fashion Queen. Fashion Queen. Queen. Yeah. I think we'll probably get a little bit further. And then obviously Tina Kuto. So I think it's just the way the race was run. They were the, the four who were sort of left standing at the but end. Yeah, big shout yeah. out Mitch, Mitchell Pateman. Yeah, we, huge, huge, huge results. Like Philip as well, like going forward, he'll probably want to pick up more horses and he can say, well, look, I improved this from Adam Durant. And, and well, Mitch, um, Mitch, bro- Mitch broke, broke in. Dissel, Dissel Tester as a yearling. He was gonna he was gonna take out a dual license at that uh, at that mm-hmm. early stage. So what's he now? Six. So it would have been yeah. four or five years ago when he was down in Albany. So he did a lot of the early education work on on her and had to give her to uh, to Adam because she was just too much of a handful for him who was yep. trying to be a jockey at the same time. And now it's gone full circle where she's back with her original Mitchell Payment like that. How deep into her prep is? I don't know how many runs she's had. Like five, six. Runs this prep? Yep. She's had quite a few. Yeah. She won off the win was off seven days as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is always a it's a hard thing to do with sprinters. Pretty incredible. Mm. Really. Totally the whole is. story. Also, another little shout out to another jockey turn trainer recently. Yeah. This will go to air before uh after this one runs. But did you notice, Tommy, that you haven't had a big look at Mount Barker today, have you? I haven't had a huge look. Um Ryan's taking one down. Brad Parnham is going to Mount Barker for one ride. The markets went up, right? Three seconds later, this horse just fuck, oh. fuck, 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 fuck. It was just, you so knew it was going to happen. I just thought it was so, and it deserves to be favourite. It's yeah. in a horrible race. It's first up run. But Ryan Hill, um, he's picked up um, like Art Admirer. Um, give me a few others. The I'm All Miss one. Float Out Boat. I'm All Miss was the first starter, but Ryan Hill is improving it from other trainers as well. And he's actually Float Out over in second at Belmont. We'll, we'll talk about Misty Ladd as well yeah. later in the program. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I think there's a couple of ex jockeys who are um, getting him to improve from past trainers, which is a really good indication they're going to probably make it. So, um, but yeah, it was Float Out Boat. Yeah. BJ from Tina Glasson went to Ryan Hill, went yeah. super at its first start, just got run down by Fields Danish. Yeah. Um, reasonable one in zero consequence was about seven lengths further back in third so yeah i think they're planning on i don't think brad palm is making the uh 
the trip down for nothing. For, like, <laughs> for one ride to Mount Vargas. So that'll be a fascinating, if nothing else, it'll be a fascinating watch to see, A, what price it starts. Yeah. It's about three bucks at the moment. 275. Yeah. 275, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. 275 at the moment. And, um, yeah, to see how it goes. So good luck to cool. all the lads who have their account. You can just tell, like, yeah. I just love it. Like, have their accounts <laughs> ready to go bang, bang, bang. Um, oh, dearie me. The, uh, well, as you like to say, Terry, uh, Boy Hill and Brad Parnham aren't going to Mount Barker to fornicate with spiders. No, 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 no. So, they definitely aren't. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to that result. Of course, the 1-1 one, one will be published after the result, mm. so that'll be a bit of humour, but we better get rolling. But before we do, uh, we're going to just read, well, we, we'll preview our uh, Own the Dream WA finale event um, coming up tomorrow evening and of course our we're on team brit our host is Brittany taylor so we better have a chat to brit ahead of the uh, own the dream finale terry let's do it the one wonders terry our uh, own the dream team in the uh, in the competition our uh, well we're of course on team brit Brittany taylor so we better get Brittany on to have a chat ahead of the own the dream finale tomorrow night Brittany, welcome back to the show thanks for having me Brittany, uh, it has been thoroughly enjoyable being part of the uh, Own the Dream journey this year. Uh, must keep you very busy. Uh, we've got the finale on Friday, mm, don't we, BJ? Yeah, yeah. Where, where's the finale at again? The I usually look five minutes It's at the Magic Millions somewhere. Sales Complex in, uh, in Middle Swan. Out there off the Dale Road, I think oh, it is. Okay. Yeah, so looking forward to heading out there about four o'clock just after tomorrow, Brittany, and uh, settling in for the, for the big draw. So, how many how many teams are uh, in the running to win the uh, to win the first prize? One, one, the one wonders. <laughs> you, you think you guys are the only ones there? No, there were uh, I think it was forty two teams that started on the journey, and the attendance has been phenomenal. There's a couple of uh, bonus prizes on Friday night uh, for things like the teams that had perfect attendance throughout the competition and whatnot. So Thanks, uh, there's going to be an awful lot of people who are eligible. Unfortunately, Terry won't be getting up on the stage <laughs> during that point because he forgot to set his alarm. Yeah, uh, is that what we went with? Yeah, that? Is is that what we went with? <laughs> Terry's even forgotten his excuse. Oh, I did. I, I said I did. I did set the alarm. I just um, unfortunately it was PM, not AM, so it did go off, but it just went off. Um, yeah, just later in the afternoon. So very, very unlucky. That's a poor effort. Very unlucky. That's my time. That's my time of the morning as well. Usually, I'm usually doing my second run of the day by that stage. <laughs> Been to the gym. Um, yeah, on my second coffee. So, anyway, there's always next year. Hey, Brittany, I must say from from my personal point of view, it's just this competition has been just fantastic. Been enjoying it uh, with uh, my dad, one of my best mates, Terry, of course, when he shows up, and uh, and two two of my uh, two of my good friends in Jason and Eddie, and everyone can't speak highly enough of how how well it's run, how professional it is, and just how much fun it is, to be honest. So, um, and just, yeah, thanks for thanks to you and to um, to all, all the team at Rawa and and uh, and for and for putting on such a good show. So, first of all, we'll start there. Thanks a lot. Oh, well, you're you're more than welcome. Brennan is the uh, one who sort of puts all the pieces together, so huge thanks must go to him. But yeah. I think what you touched on there with the the diversity even in your group, you're talking about you, your dad, other family members, friends, but that's what we're seeing across all the teams is that it's just so diverse and you would have seen it having been at all the events when you look around, you have, you know, young groups of boys who are in their off season of footy to older, I mean, I don't even think they'll mind me saying is that uh, one of the older ladies who I spoke to, she's in her 80s and uh, just absolutely loving it, has brought along some friends and 
then there's teams like that they've survived all sorts of divorces and cancer and all sorts together and they've come together with this dream of sort of owning a racehorse and having an opportunity to get out to the races to watch their horse. So it's been very, very diverse and kind of just goes to show that, you know, racehorse ownership can be for anyone. Yeah, it's it's and also like you've you've got your repeat customers as well, Brittany. I was talking to a lady, I think her name was is Andrea, and she she's been going she's been entering every year. And of course, under the new competition rules they, they keep you have to you have to bring basically four new people into into your team. Um and so she's she's almost she's obviously a long time racehorse owner with with Dan Morton and other stables, but she's almost a you know like a facilitator for the for the competition as well and and a recruiter really for the for racehorse ownership in WA. And I think that's one of the key elements of it as well. I know that when we were talking about it, there were conversations. You know, do you just have it for new owners only? But I think it actually helps in allowing some. Existing owners or people who have competed in Own the Dream in the past to be a part of it and then bring in those friends because, you know, to a lot of people, the world of horses and racing is really far away and it's out of their reach. So, uh, by having someone who can be an advocate to say, hey, just come along, I promise you'll enjoy this. And for a lot of people, they don't even know what they're going along to. They go, oh, you know, they sign me up to some horse thing, but all right, I'll just do it. And then they come along and by the end, these are the people that, you know, fully fledged racing fans. Yeah, and it's been the the events have been really well chosen as well. You've got the your, your opener at the uh, on the raft there on the on the beautiful Swan River. That was that was magnificent. And then we headed out to Yarradale Stud for a fun day up there. Gee, that's a quite a quite an impressive complex, isn't it, mm. Terry Yarradale? And then then of course um, you know we've been to been to track work and clocked horses. How good was Simon A. Miller? Just crushed it yeah. in the on the on the microphone. So I don't know any, any other trainers who could have been able to handle the situation as well as he did. He did, he did a sterling job. Uh, you know, he's just wonderful, isn't he? And uh, I even found it really insightful. Obviously, it evolved the table for forever, so you, you know a lot of the ins and outs. But even just his description of um, using the e-tracker and it's the way he explained it to you know a, a novice sort of crowd was. I thought, you know, really insightful because people all of a sudden who kind of have just been to the races and haven't given much thought to how a horse is prepared, all of a sudden they're going, oh, they're really athletes, aren't they? You know, it's a bit like a footy team. It's like, yeah, that's exactly what it's like. And, uh, you know, it's just opening people's eyes to what goes on beyond race day. Yeah, I especially liked his his take on the stride length as well. He's got an average stride length so he knows how how long horses should stride normally when they're um using the e-tracker and then if they're if they're a bit shorter than usual it could be a sign that there's uh there's something something not quite right they're short in their action so yeah the, the scientific approach was really cool i actually skipped events the the race day challenge out at pinjarra park that was that was excellent the weather was a bit better that day than it was for magic moons so i think we got spoiled <laughs> there so we've got all those events culminating in the finale tomorrow night so can you tell the listeners what the one wonders will will be uh well what's up for grabs anyway for the for the people that win the first prize at uh, tomorrow's finale so the first prize is a ten thousand dollar Magic Millions voucher to spend on a Wesley Platinum horse, plus their training fees covered for the next two years. Second place is a seven thousand dollar Magic Millions voucher plus three and a half thousand dollars worth of training fees. Third place a five thousand dollar Magic Millions voucher for a Wesley Platinum horse and another three and a half thousand dollars in training fees. But I think one of the best prizes of all. Um, if you're not, you know, only three teams can win first, second or third prize, but 
the fact that any team who has been along for the journey and has been to the right events will get a $1,500 Westby Platinum voucher to spend. You know, that's a win-lose or draw situation. That's a huge incentive to be getting involved. If, if anyone has their $1,500 voucher, well, they're mad not to spend it and uh, have a little dip into the world of ownership. I don't think we need too many more incentives to get involved. I missed a couple of the events, fair enough. But, uh, yeah, there's been the, – the food's been put on, the drink's been put on, the entertainment's incredible. What, what we're learning. Oh, it's just – yeah, I, I, I sort of – I said to BJ, sure, this is all free. Do I owe yeah. anything for this? Yeah. Is there is there $1,000? It feels like it should be worth a couple of thousand dollars a head to be part of it yeah. uh, for the for the journey, to be honest with you. So, um, yeah, that's just um, incredible. And I know our little group's discussing potentially uh, if we do just get one of the um, – Smaller wax which, the 1500, which, which we is unlikely, little, but yeah, yeah, which is obviously yeah. Brittany will ensure that we win. Um, <laughs> we'll get uh, we might just chuck a little bit extra each and um, yeah, and grab ourselves a share. So, um, yeah, just incredible the entire competition, yeah. yeah. And I think that's what most people will do is that, and in the past, that's what they've done as well. Last year, a lot of people either just spent their 1500 voucher or they said, All right, let's all put in you know, another $500 each and get a, you know, a bigger piece of the horse or a more expensive horse or whatever it might be. But it's just a, a free hit basically to have a, have a crack with a Westby Platinum horse and with the money that you race for now as a Westby Platinum horse, you, if, you, if you get one that can gallop, you'll be getting your money back and, and some. So uh, it's a pretty exciting time. It is an exciting time. It's, it's an exciting competition. And just for our, all our listeners out there, if you're interested in, or if you've, if you've been along with us on the ride on uh, this year's Own the Dream, then I'd encourage anyone to ha- to investigate entering next year's competition or next season's competition. And yeah, you, re- you really do get spoiled by Brittany and Brad and Brennan and Alana McLean does a good job hosting the, the top job hosting the events and all the all the Rawa staff and everyone really, really look after you and uh, make you feel at home. Um, and I'm sure that'll all continue at tomorrow night's finale. Brittany, are you... Um, are you looking forward to the sale in general? What's what's happening from a uh, let's just pivot here to a team Taylor point of view? What are you what are you guys looking at uh, at doing sales wise? Getting involved um, with uh, with the yearlings, your potential stars of the future? Well, we've uh, been out to a fair few studs as is as we speak. Dad and Nanny are doing the rounds at the sales complex now, doing inspections, and then Lockie and I are heading out later this afternoon to have a look at a few more so uh, hopefully we'll be able to uh, pick up a couple uh, nice horses but uh, expecting the sale will be probably be pretty hot uh, if last year there's anything to go by and what we've seen so far in just the early sales on the east coast is that uh, the averages just seem to keep on climbing. <laughs> Staying on a Team Taylor point of view, Laurentinio Sunday in the uh, the Pinjarra Classic. You've got a, mm. a good read on Laurentinio. You know you know when he's going to win. Uh, how is your feeling going into uh, Sunday? You've drawn well. Uh, you, I think you're on the minimum, but there might have been a raise in the weight, so maybe a kilo off the off the minimum now. Lactar sticks. Uh, looks a suitable little setup for him. Yeah, he's going really well. Uh, I think just facing this run has just helped him out a little bit. He had a, so many of these really tough gut-busting sort of runs in that early part of his preparation. So uh, this from the moment of that last run was always the target, giving him a little bit longer between runs. And it's just helpful. It gives you the chance to be really light on him for a week before um, sort of stepping up his work again. And he's going really well behind the scenes. So, um little feel but uh, you know that he's very very honest and we'll 
be uh, giving 110 percent. It is good, good cliche yeah. there as well, Brett. That was <laughs> tremendous stuff. I wanted a bit of a, a bit of a declaration, or uh, here we go. Is this but, a just? Uh, is this a jade up? Just yeah, Grimms. I was going to say no. Come on, <laughs> she won't get a bit. Brittany won't come back on again if we say that. Um, yeah, that's no. what she was trying to say. Uh, yeah. You were reading between <laughs> the lines, are you? Hey, Brittany. Um, we'll see you out there at the finale. Uh, tomorrow night, really, our team especially, really looking forward to getting out there and having a bit of fun for the uh, final event of Own the Dream WA. Uh, thanks again from all everyone here at the 1-1 for all yours and Brennan's and all the team's contribution and uh, I look forward to um, going again next year and maybe uh, collecting that first prize, Guru. What do you think? Dollar 10. Dollar 10. Just wins. <laughs> Just wins. <laughs> Just wins. <laughs> thanks, Brittany. We'll catch up with you tomorrow night. Good luck. Okay, it's time to partner with Betfair and preview Detonator Stakes Day. BJ Ryan, Terry Layton, and Tommy Johnston, we're teaming up to record episode 115 of the 1 1, your West Australian racing podcast. It's uh, just shy of 12 noon on Thursday, the 17th of February. We've got a Mount Barker meeting in action this afternoon, Ascot and Esperance on Saturday. And of course, it's Pinjarra Classic Day in the Peel region on Sunday. We just had a quick chat to Brittany Taylor about Laurentinio's chances in the Pinjarra Classic. It looks like quite a hot field, actually. So looking forward to- It's a cracker. Yeah, yeah. it's a really good edition of the Pinjarra Classic. So very much looking forward to that one uh, to, ra- uh, to wind up the weekend on Sunday. Yes, very much so. And uh, did you say Esperance as well? Yes, but Saturday. Yeah, Sprint Saturday. Yeah, it's all happening. Uh, make sure you stay tuned throughout the show for info on how you can enter the market, city meets, uh, get out, stakes, competition, champs versus challenger. This week is challenger versus challenger, peanut versus peanut, right. almond versus uh, macadamia. Couple of, couple of nuts. So we're going to. Well, we'll just we'll talk about it more when we get to it later. But we might uh, look at a little. Uh, just mixing it up for the next few weeks. So while we're sorting that out, just a little one-off grudge match coming up between Tommy two of your mates. Who's up? Um, Mitch McClenney and Cole Potter. KP. So, yes. One of the famous Halatory yeah, owners. Big H owner. Oh, do you reckon he can do the double? I don't know. He's thick as um, pig excrement, but... <laughs> Is pig excrement thick? <laughs> Probably. I would imagine... Would pigs be... have thick poos? I would, I would imagine they'd be running because they'd have a poor diet. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm not sure. So. Anyway, a matchup I'm looking forward to, nonetheless. Yeah, grudge match yeah. Uh, in the Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind for this week's edition. Um, what's happening in your little sidekick, Guru? The Betfair Edge. What's yeah, uh, what's it's, going down? It's edgy. It's uh, always very edgy. Um, it's on tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> that is the main thing, and uh, we'll all be tuning in. Of course, yeah. how, how can we? How can we? For those of you who don't know, oh, you download the you download the SEN app, and yep. you go to podcast Betfair yep. Edge WA. Off you go. You should be up after three o'clock. You want to listen live? If you have a, the old wireless radio. Mm-hmm. Um, you can pop it on. You know the radio station. Radio <laughs> six five seven a.m. That's good. One hundred percent. So um, yeah, plenty of options there for you to get involved in the Betfair Edge. Let's get cracking. Detonator Stakes Day. Ascot, Saturday the 19th of February. Track, rail, weather, what are we thinking? Tommy. Oh, no, give it to Tommy. 12 metres, what's going to happen? How's it going to play? Give me an exact rundown. Lead you in, need to settle last. Where do you need to be? Four wide, no cover the place? Nah, first three, assume I fail. Feel. But like in the first couple, we don't want to be too far back, I don't think. But traditionally rail at 12, uh, in my head, you want to kind of find the three white line, especially with the Wesley late in the day. It's not that strong, but um, usually it's ideal in that sense that if you've got cover and you're like flowing into the bend, mm-hmm. that you'll be a good chance. So 
has, that as prevalent, has that been as prevalent this year? I remember in, in seasons gone by, because usually 12, 14, 15, 16 would be midweek, Ascot, and we'd just look for that Three, mark, yeah. basically. I mean, it was, I actually love punting on that type of track. It's a tremendous, but the, I don't think it's as it's as prominent this year. No, not at all. Um, especially on the hotter, it's going to be 36 odd degrees. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's hard to predict, isn't it? Yeah, it, it just basically, um, I'm not going to assume a pattern. I just yeah. play fair and then go from there just as I go. Usually adjust unwell, but <laughs> I'll do it. So, but yeah, with the heat up, I think it'll just play even, to be honest. Mm -hmm. All right. Race one. Jerry? Good start, race one. Race one is the Bellis Racing Stables plate for the two-year-olds over the 1,000 metres. This is one of the best two-year-old races we've had for the season thus far, I think, which is... Kind of uh, what we'd want to see with the Supremacy Stakes only two weeks away. Terry, what were your thoughts on uh, the, the the race one for the juveniles? Well, I think the most the first thing we need to touch on is is Sean McGrady. He played a major part in how we all look at this race to begin with. I think uh, he's ridden Santorio to its last two victories. He rode Street Parade to a very gallant third in the Magic Millions over the twelve hundred, and uh, Hang Glider was extremely well supported on a leader bias day when um, coming from last after bombing the start and. Um, and running second to Fiorucci Mama. I think most would have expected to see, and Sean often doesn't ride for Steve. Yes, that's his, that's his home stable, I guess, his main stable, but Sean will ride for what he thinks is the best ride. I would have expected Sean to take the ride on Street Parade. That was the way I thought he'd go. So it's very interesting to see him take the ride on Hang Glider. Uh, how big a push are you taking that as Tommy? You're following Sean in. Yeah, I mean, like I'd, in my head a few years ago with, I remember Shan Talk on debut off a 400-metre trial. There was a quite a talented Steve Wolfhunter in it and he went the way of Shan Talk, which I yeah. took as a massive push. And then here I would have taken the same way. of If McGrady had chosen Street Parade, I would have gone, well, he thinks Street Parade's much better. But with Hang Glider, I don't know because Street Parade's coming out of obviously the best form reference for two-year-olds in the state. Hang Glider was good on debut, but... I think it's an awkward runner where Street Parade's a bit, bit bomb-proof in yeah. some sense. Mm -hmm. where, so for me, I'm not overly, you know, it hasn't swayed my opinion that Hang Glider will win this race or anything. So, yeah, for me, I'm just kind of taking it as, well, he thinks long-term Hang Glider might be a better prospect. Yeah, no, that's a, yeah, that's a very good way to take it. It's going to be difficult. Hang Glider looks like a really smart... Ah, uh, smart tight BJ, but uh, bomb the start at Albany on uh, that's well, there's a trial, sorry, on the 9th of January, and then uh, absolutely bomb the start. Um, they might have gone back anyway. I'm not sure what the plan would have been uh, on debut there from Barrier One over the thousand meters. Three back defense, the big chance he bombed the start. Four back defense isn't an impossibility. Mm. Yeah, Sean McGrady's at the moment in really good nick, and he's getting him out of tight spots, but. The race can be over on the bend, especially if you've got horses like Street Parade and, and even Cosmopolitan Girl who are probably going to settle in your first three, four. They just might be impossible to run down for, for Hang Glider from a tough spot. Yeah, I think think the only only thing you can hang your hat on from a Hang Glider point of view map-wise is Chris Nickel rode Hang Glider in his trial. I think pretty sure that's one of the very first times that Sean McGrady's been aboard Hang Glider in that race. So I think he will both... Improve. Both rider and horse will will benefit from the experience. And so uh, from one, it's a different mindset from one than it is from where he jumped from last time. Where he jumped from eight or nine or something, was it, on day uh, nine, 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 nine or ten? So 
different mindset. Sean was probably thinking he was likely going to be settling midfield or worse and looking for a three-wide line anyway. But from one, I expect him to try to be, well, naturally try to use that, utilize that gate. And if he can be three-back defense following Cosmopolitan Curl, I don't necessarily think that's the worst place. If he happens to get crossed by Tanta Beleza, the Chris Willis runner, uh, and ends up four-back defense, then that's pain. Yeah. What I'm looking at with the currently $3.50 hang line, so what I'm looking at with that price is, A, you could get bad luck on the run. Mm -hmm. B, and probably the most important one is it might not be as good as the other ones. So yeah. you, need, you need a few things to go right. I just think there's better spots to hop in at $3.50. Yeah, I think I think if it drew sort of. Oh, don't get me wrong. I, yeah. I really like that as a horse. Yeah, it's a really nice horse. Big big push the way he's gone, but um, yeah, I, I yeah, I think I'm four forty, and that was probably as short as I could have got it. Yeah, I was I was like even longer than that, but um, it's it's a very it's a quality race. I mean, you got Street Parade, who was favorite equal favorite in the Magic Millions, around a gallant third, comes across and leads. You got the unbeaten trialer, Madame Le Pen from ten, burning across. Uh, do they hand up on? On Street Parade, do they lead? What, what happens there? I don't think there? Street Parade naturally just, it, just does, it doesn't have to be a leader, though, does no, it? No, it's 1,200 back to 1,000. Yeah. I don't think yeah. – and, and you've got Sean McGrady to Peter Nucky. Sean's kicking him out the gates a lot. Well, again, you're, you're talking about getting used to a racehorse. So there's yeah. no guarantee that Street Parade pings him and just lands in front. It could do, definitely. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, Cosmopolitan Girl's got the shades on. When yeah. the shades gone in the – funny, shades went on the trial, ran a slick trial time, really nice trial, but they took him off for the Magic Millions. So obviously we're considering taking a sit or something, which I thought was quite odd. Back to the thousand, Clint Johnson reported going on. You'd think there'd be a bit more aggression. She was big yeah. in the Magic Millions as well. She yeah, was. Yeah. She went um, huge. They went seven or eight lengths quicker. She sat three deep the trip and yeah. uh, was brave to so – And she was coming again good the last yeah. – yeah. Thought, so you've so. got, you got Street Parade third, Man Crush fourth, and Cosmopolitan Girl sixth coming out of the Magic Millions. Yep. They're all 1,200 back to 1,000, what, 13 days later. Uh, so that's interesting. Santorio on the quick backup after winning last week. And then you got Hang Glider, who was well-supported and a bit luckless on debut. Of the of the tried horses, did you find anything in the first starters that tickled your fancy at all, Tommy? Um, no, I didn't. I'm not yeah. big this year. I haven't really delved too far into the two-year-old like, form. I'd find with trying to get them out of the trials and stuff. It's just not holding up the like yep. the hidden trials that you think are good trials and you might have found one. They just come out and do a whole lot of nothing. So I've kind of taken a back step. But like my one opinion was that I thought Street Parade looks like it, it runs a really good four to the two, like in particular its last two starts. So maybe that was a fitness thing first yeah. start. But I thought it might be vulnerable. Like, like it just looks like a plateau's a little bit. It looks like it's a bit to learn where Cosmopolitan Girl was really good that last hundred in the – Magic Millions after sitting wide, so thought that might be the one that can get it late, but I won't be playing. Yeah, no, Cosmopolitan Girls, the one I've actually marked Cosmopolitan Girl a slight favourite, but uh, I know I expected it to go up fifth favourite. Um, like it's eight, I say it's eight dollars now. We were just Tommy and I were just talking before. I, I was hoping for double figures each way. Ten, like Brad went up 10, 2.8. That was sort of the mark that I thought I'd see across the board, and it'd be an easy decision. Yeah, I had 13s like in my head around that mark. Yeah, have so. So I think we can. I was, probably, uh, I was ten dollars cosmopolitan. Yeah, I think we can probably hold fire at the current price. I'm not gonna not gonna have a bet yet, but so uh, just 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 general racing sense. You got the the blinkers going on, cosmopolitan girl. You get two kilos on street parade. You get barrier position. You get Clint Johnson and Porter on for Kira Yule. Clint's in great form. He's probably our number one hoop at the moment. Um, street parades drawn wider, and street parades uh, McGrady to Peter Nucky. You've got to say it's a little downgrade the way Sean's riding at the moment. So everything. Points towards Cosmopolitan Girl turning the table, not turning the tables, but making it, you know, a lot closer a battle just against that particular runner. That everything's in its favour. We spoke about the 
the jockey, the the McGrady decision. What about the Yule decision, or was it a non-decision? She's been she's a, oh, she's a rider of Cos- Cosmo Girl, isn't she? Nah. No, I I think it's a ladies' own horse. I think Kira was on initially, and uh, there obviously it was a dearth of riders in Magic Millions. But whenever they can, the piercers can get sort of Clint Johnston Porter. They they'll put him on. I think that always put the call out. So. Um, I, I, I would say Madame Le Pen's her right. Well, in saying yeah. that, yeah, she's ridden it three times, three, three big trial wins, so she might have opted. Fast, that doesn't fast times as well. Yeah. yeah, fast times. That doesn't swing the way I think about it. But um, yeah, Cosmopolitan Girl. I, when I wanted to back Cosmopolitan Girl, I was thinking like Tommy. If I if I got low teens each way, sort of ten, elevens, three bucks a hole, that was gonna me for a bit so i think with this there's a lot of money horses they'll be big money street parade hang glider they'll get smashed saint torio i give absolutely none here um i just think it's the wrong setup and it's been gifted to perfect rides from sean mcgrady yeah. perfect perfectly run races if it wins again too good for me man crush can win yeah uh, i don't think chrissy parnham really got the right clear air and the right wind up into it finished probably where it should have in the race but yep. the 59's a, a little bit of a, a leveler um for him but um yeah, look, Cosmopolitan Girl, hoping for that drift. I think it's the unfashionable runner. Yeah. I'm going to stick with Street Parade. I just thought that horse was so big in the Magic Millions. I think it went seven to eight lengths faster than average first half of the race. Get, gave a kick, stuck on bravely under the circumstances. Doesn't have to lead. It, it trailed Snowdome on debut and was really, really impressive. Uh, if it can – if Pete Nucky can bounce out, let a bit of speed come around him, maybe 1-1, one, one, then mm-hmm. I think that's, uh, that might be – I don't necessarily think Street Parade has to be out flowing burning. I, don't nece- I think he can do that, but that's not, not necessarily his uh, his A1 sort of game plan. But Jamming it in. Yeah. Street Parade, uh, surprise, I'm, I'm with you about the, the decision of, uh, of Sean to opt for Hang Glider over Street Parade, who if a – Caracatta Market came out would be uh, right up there. I suppose both of them would be, to be honest. But I think Street Parade rolling forward, uh, very very nice two for the Russell Stewart Yard fitter again, um, providing it didn't didn't the edge didn't get taken off it with that gut buster in the Magic Millions. I think Street Parade might have these covered. Yeah, good two yard race though. Yeah, so cracker. Race two, the fabulous fifty Tim McKenzie handicap. I imagine that's Timmy. Tim's birthday. Happy birthday, Timmy McKenzie. Yeah. Fabulous 50. Uh, race two, it's a 1,000-meter race for the three-year-olds. Uh, only the seven runners, which we've become used to in these open three-year-old races. Something to note uh, is all the three-year-old races on a Saturday up until this Saturday have all been set weights and penalties. This is this is uh, the time of the year where the handicaps kick in. So you'll see no more normal three-year-old races of set weights and penalties. They'll all be handicaps from now until the end of the season. Very so, interesting. Yeah. I didn't which, know is, that. which is why uh, Spin the Knife, who won at this level uh, with 60 and a half, um, two starts ago now, 63 and a half with, uh, with uh, Holly, Holly Watson on board. So something to keep in mind. Well, with that win, it would have gone up to 62 True. and a half anyway. So yep. it's not too far off it. Um, yeah, look, I again, I've I commented on this last week. I think he probably erred a little bit in having Spin the Knife as short as we did in our markets, knowing it wasn't going to lead. Mm. Um, clearly not the same. What you see? The race got taken away from it. It got DQ'd five ago. Yeah. Um, so spin the, spin the knife. Yeah. So that particular day, I had an absolute go at Mystical View at 45 to 1, who's now won the race. You're kidding me. Aren't you? Where can we send the invoice? Luke Fernie, yeah. hundred percent to LK. Take I only noticed that the take, other day. Take it off the train. But you are kidding me. I was sitting on the I was sitting on the balcony with uh with my mate Jared, and um yeah, I said this is this is way over the odds, and we had a bit of a go, and uh, it was beaten in very 
narrow margin. It and then was too, yeah. Your, and then it won its next start. Your um, mystical view did. You're absolutely kidding me. Anyway, uh, I um, imagine how good the spreadsheet would look if, if that oh, result was reversed. Jeez, I could have. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah that would have been. That would have been my last winner. Um, I spin the knife, uh, unsuited there. It's, uh, look, it should be leading this race, Tommy. Yeah, I think they'll, yeah. Luke will make sure from the mounting yard knows don't go near me here, I'm, I'm leading. Um, so I should be able to roll out in front. You'd think Heavenly Waters uh, will either breeze or tuck in and then Polissier, I think might be a little bit aggressively tuck in. Real danger, pretty quick early. Uh, one one's there for real danger, I think. Otherwise they might end up in the breeze. Other three get back. Big knock. Pixie Chicks back to the 1,000. Cannot have. Um, I was hoping it was a bit tighter in the market, actually. And um, look, he's a sizzler. I think if they bunch, it's the one that might go past them. But uh, very deep into a prep for he's a sizzler. Do, so. they, do they bunch with Holly on spin the knife? That's, that's not, not really. Knife would have to, that, that would have had to have been a sort of an it's done run. Yeah. Um, yeah you're right. Yeah. Look, I, I think if, if, yeah, Holly. The only way that happens is if she has to burn a bit. Too hard early, then gives I'm, it a breather. I just think the yeah. horse isn't right. Yeah, that's it. If the horse just ha isn't in the the right condition, the seven um, seven horse field is in he's a sizzler's favour. But you're right; they need to have that sort of that sort of bunching so he can sort of sweep yep. into the race with momentum. Yeah, exactly right. Yep. So look, the two I want to focus on here was spin the knife and real danger. I thought the market might miss real danger, yep. um, which it hasn't done. So spin the knife on two fifty real danger four sixty. So spin the knife, I think can lead throughout here and um, has carried weight with success in past. I think last two wins with 59 and a half, 60 and a half. So uh, if it runs its best time, I don't know if they get it, Tommy. Yeah, I agree. Um, interesting last week or two weeks ago, um, hearing little murmurings of Roy trying to teach Heavenly Waters to sing. Mm. Um, well, I just think Bo was booked. Uh, Bo was actually oh, booked was for Heavenly Waters on right at the start. Uh, yeah. yeah, on Saturday. Yeah. Now, obviously, um, yeah. It's so I don't know if they're going to sit here again or if he's just going to go back to her one wood, which is just running along as fast as they can. Mm. But either way, I think spin the knife. They learnt last start that it's not the same horse when you don't find the front. Um, and in black in the fence. So I think they'll try and punch up and I don't think they'll have any problems doing that. Um, I've got a two, her, him, I got him 270 um, and real danger around 550. So it's somewhat of a bet, but I don't think I'll be playing right now. I've got Pixie Chick $14, so I cannot have it in this at yeah, all. I think I'm very similar. Yeah, I think I was 250, 480 and I think I was Pixie Chicks. Twelve. Yeah, so, yeah. I've got heavenly water at seventeen. Actually, I thought it was run was super the other day. Yeah, I can't big. see. I don't see how it wins though, because it's probably say it parks on spin. Spin gives a kick, shakes off Polissier, who I think was real poor the other day. Yeah, um, gets out. But yeah, there, there's a way it can win. It's, yeah. it's nearly okay. fifty. There, there's worse. There's far worse fifty dollar pops than heavenly yeah. water. Only if um, if the fave doesn't turn up. I don't think so. Spin spin the knife. Yeah. Uh, Two fifty for me. Spin the knife. I think. Think good claim. Holly Watson. Um, when she's on the right horse out in front, she's dynamite Holly. I thought that Crystal Dane ride was super last, just just no nonsense, straight to the front. Uh, use the horse's uh, weapons. Did she ride? She rode. When? Crystal Dane last Saturday, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. The way you're looking at me, I thought I had the wrong, oh, the no. wrong jockey. But no, yeah, no, no. so if, yeah, I think from one just has to begin, hold, rate, roll, kick, spin the knife, should bounce back. Few money horses here, so yep. I don't know what will happen. Spin the knife first up dollar eighty to three fifty, second up dollar eighty to a dollar forty mm. type thing. Uh won the drift, lost the firm. Um yeah, what do you what do you think will happen here? Wouldn't surprise me no dice winning that state of power is supported down yep. in the weights. Uh I think Pixie Chicks will be easy. He's a sizzler. I'm not sure what it does in the market. Probably it'll just hold, hold, I think it'll, it'll trade hold, five to seven around type five, thing. Yeah. Policia won't be wanted. Real danger. 
is the one that could be um, could be walloped, and that's why you see a spin the knife. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise. Uh, spin the knife getting hammered, and spin the knife being uh, really easy. It wouldn't surprise me either way. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not too sure what'll. Real danger is the, the key because it's just 100%. that it's just that first up horse. Yeah. Um, what do you reckon they'll do? Go forward. I thought they might go back. Actually. I thought I had them back last. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I thought they, I thought it's, they it's the math wins, was too hard. Its wins over the sprinting journeys were leading when it won its maiden by a long way, and then it sat three deep uh, outside the speed when oh. um, winning its class one. So I think if I know Bob loves to settle and rear wooden yep. and teach him that going forward, but uh, and if that's the case, you're pretty happy to suggest that she's not going to run down to the off. But I, she, thought, I thought the one one was there. Yeah, I just thought long game with Bob Peters and Adam Durant that they'll. They won't necessarily want to skin them first up by rolling rolling forward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe try to uh, get her to go back and conserve and finish off. Um, might be real danger. Might be a bit of reprogramming for real danger because I remember they went forward in the Listia. Admittedly, that was fourteen hundred meters towards the end of a long prep, and it, she was she was uh, she ran out of steam late. So yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe that made. I don't think that was the plan either. They just yeah just landed. That there. was the day where you wanted to be off speed. I was actually really upset. I think the maiden win and the class one wins would were on speed just be, and uh, she was just too good for them on that yeah, occasion. Yeah. I don't necessarily think that that's her, her natural pattern, but wait and see. I think, yeah, I think you guys are on the money there as with the real danger being a, a, a danger to the top of spin the knife. But um, yeah, I imagine that he, uh, if he turns up to what he can do, then spin the knife can uh, jump lead win. Mm-hmm. Race three. Race three, uh, we're tab touch. Uh, West Speed, Halatorian oh, Handicap. I'm going to do the lead into this. Yeah, I was going to say, I've, just, I've given it the Halatorian Handicap already <laughs> over the 1,400 metres. Well, uh, I think uh, in your little uh, – in your leg up, EJ, yep. your opening line, no, no surprise to see any of the original 10 acceptors win. Uh, I think that's very accurate. It's yeah. a, uh, a very, very open race. Do you find, Tommy, when you price runners, and again, you've, I know you've only had a couple as we spoke about, you do you find that or do you think that you're negatively biased, positively biased? Do you find that easy pricing your own? Is there any, I don't know, there's a different edge to um, it, isn't there? Yeah, I mean, just using Halatorian as an example, like I thought the first time we won, I was negative on it even though the data suggested it was mm-hmm. probably a better chance than I thought it was and then but like even then with the money when it got backed in that time like I was real keen on that they were just it was the wrong price and even last start like I think I had him equal $5 favourite or 550 favourite something like that and he went up 10s and arguably and by arguably I mean definitely should have won that race <laughs> so you know, like I dare say I'm not far off on in that sense and yep. again so like I don't know if I find it difficult but I definitely am wary of the fact that like I am when I'm confident I'm confident and I make it known in my ratings and my prices that I am confident yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so before you tell us just how confident you are this week can I ask you <clears throat> what was it like owning your first winner Flattening. That was Pinjara, the third of January. That was very flattening. Tell us why. Well, we'd like to, in my head, after having two sizable bets and watching, and not their fault, like I thought, Maddie Cornett gave it a great ride up until the 150, but just the lack of experience, I like couldn't pull the whip out, mm-hmm. so she stopped riding for 100 meters, probably cost us that race, and then Bobo once again gave it a 
like perfect ride at Ascot. Just got taken. But just off. got taken just by one and some fifty dollar pub decided nabbed by Platinum Label who can't walk since. <laughs> yeah, the and I reckon I'm back to there. We were both launched start, the whole but, five bucks. Yeah. <laughs> so, but that like even then just. And I'm on and I'm thinking, oh, we're going to get one soon, we're going to get one soon. And then it comes around and I go, not today, it's not the time. And it wins and, and I have to plunged. sit yeah. there and watch it go six into 350 and not have a cent on mm. and then cop a message of like, oh, like how's the plunge? Mm. And I have nothing positive to say after it is rather flattening. Yeah. But – it's also exciting having a winner. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, sound exactly. like, you sound like a young cripper. <laughs> so there is positives. No, it was, uh, yeah, it was a very similar. I was, I was the basically pun, the, the pun comes first. Yeah. Uh, from a punning point of view, it was exactly the same as uh, as, as Tommy. I, the only added, I, I thoroughly enjoyed winning. A very good bunch of lads we have involved. Nice mm. little uh, group chat, having a bit of a laugh in there. But, um, yeah, it was nice uh, that I thought I probably had, Convince the lads to buy into a uh, you know a bit of a bush battler that might we might be able to snare a maiden in a class one and that that'll be its career but uh, yeah hopes are a little bit higher now. Do you remember your Here pitch to me? Uh, no. Like you so you said you had, a, had, had a seven a few beverages. Yeah, yeah. Where was it? Northern. Uh, with Roy and you said oh we paid whatever for it doesn't matter not important. Um, and Roy said we'll win four in a row in Albany. We'll win four in a row now. We'll go through the grades this prep and then we'll pre ask what? What if we stayed in Albany? Yeah, if we stayed in Albany, <laughs> we would have won five in a row. So. Horse of the year. Yeah, exactly <laughs> right. No, it's a, it's a platinum horse and I think if it wins this, we're, um, yeah, we'll be definitely in front. So two weeks ago, we uh, we ventured down in a bus the, uh, good. Uh, to Pinjarra last mm. Sunday, uh, Sunday week rather. Um, Tommy and your brother, uh, one of the part owners as well, as well as uh, Potsy, Cole Potter, Potential mastermind. Um, Brad McManus was a late scratching when the meeting got the moved. Sunday, yeah. Moved from a Saturday to a Sunday. So we, we that all. That was the difference for me. We, we, you reckon? Yeah, that yeah. was the difference, yeah. So we, Hall, Helen knew. Yeah. <laughs> Helen knew. Yeah. Brad's yeah. Helen's favourite. No. Is yeah. it? Yeah, it upsets me a bit, but I know. <laughs> when, we, uh, when we went down there, uh, settled. Uh, 11th, a little bit further back than expected. Mm, the runs didn't quite come. Uh, flashing, flashing lights run for fourth. It's funny, isn't it? We, we get this horse, we're initially thinking probably a jump and run, tear along, put the apprentices on. This is how we'll probably continue to ride it. Yeah. And we uh, sort of, not by design, I think at the Albany run more so when we were three back the fence. Yeah. That getting past car, I just did not see that occurring in that manner. And you think, oh, hang on, there's a, um, we have a different string, another string to the bow. Right. Yeah, but then coming from near last, like at Tommy, I, start, I started watching, <laughs> I had another bet in the race, I think, and I was a bit confused. I was having that point in time. And Tommy, Tommy's, oh, I was like, what, what's happened? What's going on? Because I'm watching it live. I'm not good at watching it live. When I go to the track, I usually nick off and find a screen and watch races on the screen. And um, he goes, we nearly won. We were stiff. And I've gone, what? We were cooked. And I stopped watching us at about the 250, just thinking, oh, we're not going to make a race from there. But um, yeah, anyway, we were, we were stiff. I think we'll settle a lot closer. Saturday. That's what I was about to say. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so we, you jumped from uh, nine in uh, in that Zero MW West Speed race at Pinjarra. It didn't matter where Sunday. we jumped from, though, because we didn't step. Yeah, so, right. Yeah. So from four, clean getaway. Where have you guys, what are you thinking? Uh, oh, can, we, can you jam us? Yeah. It's there. Yeah. It's there. Can you jam us? Yeah. Oh, wonderful. I don't, think, I don't think I have to. I think yeah, it's I think pretty self-explained. Who have we got the uh, – we, we will jump this week as well. A little, we've got a little secret up here. Yeah. We've got our, uh, yeah. in our sleeves. Uh, who, have we, who have we got the back off? Give me a, give me a first time. I thought, I thought Star Present would lead and i expecting Spirited Spirit. Session just to land in the breeze. So, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's that's the interesting one. I'm a little bit – I think they'll be pretty happy to sit 1400 Spirited Session. I think yeah. they'd love to – they'd love to be 1-1. 
So I think it'll be really interesting early how that pans out. Wouldn't surprise me if we end up in the breeze. Um, I think Sam Surian should go forward if they're trying to win the race. I think it's very hard to go back and win from barrier 10. Sam Surian's one leading in the past. So that'll be the interesting one. Paul Harvey going on Mr. Mount Walker as well. BJ's quite, yeah. a, quite yeah. aggressive hoop. Wouldn't yeah. surprise me if um, if he rolls early, that's he lands. Good point. Yeah. Breeze, can, if that's breeze. the case, we could then be three back, one off, which is still which is still fine. Um a few different permutations to how the map could be, but uh, yeah, very, very open race. Just like hopefully uh, General Grant doesn't bounce and hold a spot. Yeah, we, we're three wide no cover. It's not impossible. <laughs> it, it genuinely isn't impossible from where we're at because the, the three underneath us all probably want similar spots. So uh, yeah, look, I think big money will come spirited session again. It's a horse that the, the syndicates seem to target. It's, a, it's often the, the target of big support. Now it's drawing gate form yard. Uh, that we have a good money spirited session. I think there'll be good money star present with Chris Parnham going on. It looks a nice map for yep. it too. So yep. um, yeah, I think Hull will hold, Tommy, at around the sort of five to six, seven, eight dollar mark throughout, I hope. Yeah, I agree. Um, I've got it marked shorter, but um, I think that's just what price. I've got it four ten. I was five dollars. Four eighty. Yeah, yeah. So five dollars favorite for me. But yeah. I went into this thing, and I'm unless it's wide <laughs> by something else, unless they go up bloody twenty bucks spirited session here, I'm not probably backing anything else. Yeah, and that was like I looked at that field, and I thought, well, everyone we versed last start, uh, we had covered. I thought like yep. Gallant Ranger, even Gallant Ranger, Gallant Ranger's beat us, but. It had, the, it had the momentum. It had the moving line. Like it was just, we gave it a big old hip and shoulder on the corner to try and get ourselves out. And admittedly, we probably got, we probably had our way out. You know the horse that held us in that day? Who? Blazing away. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was really good yesterday, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, forget, absolutely. Oh, um, dear. But yeah, like I just thought, like, if we, you put us in a line where no one's held up, I thought Halatorian was the one that was definitely the follow out of that race. And then now we've got, as long as we don't miss the kick by six, mm. we've got a very suitable map where we've probably got a uh, position on these runners and they're gonna have to run faster than us in the last 600, which I don't think a heap of these can do run, you know, 0. 0.5, 0. 0.6 quicker last 600. So for me, it just looked like, regardless of I owned, I actually think I would have found it yep. quite comfortably as well. It just looks a perfect map for him. We've got, we've got options, we can breeze if we have to. If it looks like the, you know, race one and two, the being in front's an advantage, then I have no problem with Brad just deciding that if we jump, just go forward and put us in the breeze because mm -hmm. there is no speed, like strong speed in this. It'll just be a- Big advocate for cover if we can get it. Yeah, so yeah. am I, one yeah. one. We looked better with cover. Yeah. Um, but in saying that, if we end up in the breeze, or we end up in one one, I still think we're a good chance. Right, so I think we're united. I agree. The Halatorian Trinity going on here. So mm. last time everyone was United, Ginger Baker hasn't finished yet. So. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, uh, good luck, gents. Halatorian uh, on uh, Saturday in uh, race three of the day. We're uh, we're all on board. Race four. Happy birthday, Fergo. 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 How oh, good? Yeah, Fergo's birthday. Yeah. Yeah. Never misses. Fergo. Nah, Fergo loves the track. <laughs> <laughs> loves the track, loves it punching. Probably loves, just, he just, loves front runners, so I reckon he'll be all over my baby blue jean. He loves it. Yeah, yeah, straight up. Yeah. Leaders, straight to front. Yeah, well, this is this will be a quick one. We spoke about Alatorium for too long. My baby blue jean for me will lead and win. Viamonte form looks a bit dodgier after um, uh, Galaxy Cat went poorly, went like a cat. As uh, Who was that French tennis player? Um, small cat. <laughs> yeah. It went like that, small that was, cat. Uh, yes, Medvedev, uh, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, Medvedev. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Galaxy Cat might be renamed Small Cat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> little cat. That's what he called the young part. Yeah. How are you? What do you say? Uh, small, small cat. cat. 
<laughs> that's tremendous stuff. That is one of the quotes of the year. Yeah, that is definitely one of the quotes of the year. Danielle. Yeah, so uh, I, look, if Viamonte can find the back of my baby blue jean, it can perhaps give it a shave. I just can't make a case for any of the rest of them. Um, like the fact you got horses like um, – well, it looks to me as well as if Brad Will has opted to ride the Republican over Acefire, which is a good little push. I think the Republican's a nice horse, but um, yeah. I actually thought Acefire was going to win the Magic Millions for a stride. I was totally like, oh, moved up. Were so, yeah. you watching with us? Yeah. yeah, Roy was right next to us. I was like, oh, hang on, this is, this is yeah, over. Yeah, and then it just sort of race as well. Yeah, you know, and then it copped a couple of bumps from the eventual winner. And I reckon those bumps almost cost it running third because it just, it, it, even though it ran fifth, it was, it was only like a head away from third or something like that. So. Mm-hmm. It was a bunch finished there for the placings. But for a moment, I was like, oh, hang on, because it had the back of the stable, mate, Heavenly Fire and the three wide line. Then it loomed and then just under pressure ducked in. So, But I don't mind as far as a horse, but this is all about the leader and the fave, my baby, Blue Jean. Yeah, we had Lockie on last time, my, my baby, Blue Jean, ran, and, and he said the, the drop back to the thousand was the concern for him. So I actually agree with that. It looks a better horse over the probably – well, the 1,200 at one, it's maiden. But to control from out in front, it doesn't need to just jump and run and find the line. So If you look at the sectionals from – Yeah. The, that was a perfect front-running ride yeah. from CJP. On a day he, that was suited as he well. Went, yeah. He went marginally above benchmark to the 800, marginally above benchmark to the – whereas it looked like he was going super quick. So if you watch yeah. the race and the size view, him. there was three or four lengths back to beads at one stage. But really, he wasn't going – that quick it was just a very well rated ride by cjp so almost similar to what he did on bopping blue a few starts uh, earlier on the um mm-hmm. ascot 1000 as well but um he's uh yeah out in front underrated cjp i think i think he should be a bit more positive on his mounts on on at times and he gets that opportunity on my, my baby blue jean she could make a mess of him maybe yeah yeah, I was short, I think 220, 230, but just okay. no inch. I mean, I probably could have had a dollar sixty because mm, I looked yeah. at area. I thought I wanted to have, have cash away 51s. Like you've finished in a, a bunch finish with critical altitude, still a maiden. Imprudent was three wide the trip and you had its back and you beat it by a long head. Like I just loses, thought that. Loses regular hope. Like it was just that was, had to take that on. So that's, but that's open 14. But yeah, just like this race looks pretty one-dimensional yeah. if my baby blue jean finds the front and it's race over my hope here is that that's uh the via monto money keeps on coming and we get two dollars 40 or something like i got no i'm a dollar 80 and i got no issue diving in at two dollars 30 plus i'm i think what are we looking at best at the moment's probably probably money yeah i'm gonna pretend sports doesn't exist because i realize they're, they're a lot they're a lot to play <laughs> everyone else aren't they uh yeah flat even money that's it's just not my topic go really but uh yeah should be Leading and winning, AJ. Should be leading and winning. So when you said that the Viamonte form is questionable, you, what, what about the, the winner, material witness? Yeah, I know. I think that's a bit of a question mark. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll get to uh, him very soon. But yeah. let's take a break on the 1-1 and uh, we'll be back with our mastermind grudge match, Kyle Potter versus Mitch McClenny. Let's do it. Okay, it is now time for the Mundary Hotels WA Racing mastermind competition bj thanks terry the mundaring has been the heart of the hills since 1899 located in jacoby street mundaring if you get a chance just like tommy johnston did recently drop in see the publican ian butchie o'connor feed flutter frockies family atmosphere up on butchie's big deck say good day let them know that you listen to the one one and they'll roll out the red carpet 100 percent. so we're doing something a little bit different after uh toby dunn um one five straight last episode, Terry. So we're going to do a bit of a grudge match. 
on this week's edition of the one one. However, we're more or less buying time until. Do you want to tell the listeners about your thought bubble? What we're going to, what we're looking at doing moving forward with Mastermind? It's only been a very small thought bubble at this point in time. A little bit of a competition, I, I felt. Bj, we've had the uh, you win five in a row. You you are the carry over champion, I guess, for a while. But I think it's time now to have a uh, just a little competition. And there's been a little bit of friendly rivalry around. So I'm thinking that. Um, we do a, a trainers versus jockeys uh, tournament. Or, uh, tournament, Knock mastermind. Out. So we'll get four hoops. I know Chrissy Parnham's keen to come back on. Um, we'll Mitch, have three Mitch others. Mitch Pavin, no doubt. He's a well, trainer. Mitch now, Pavin's right? now in the trainer crew. Um, we might get three other trainers. So we'll get four. We'll get them to match head to head. Winner will go on to the next round. Um, and the tournament will go for seven weeks. Should be four, two, and then a final at the end. And we'll find out who's the, uh, the sharper, either the trainers or the jockeys. BJ. Very good. All right, so we're putting the challenge out there. For- Put the challenge out there. We need four hoops. Uh, as I said, I think Chrissy Parnham will definitely want to be one of them. So yep. we need three more hoops and we need four trainers. I think Mitch, who's already been in the past, will probably want to be one. So three yep. more trainers. Okay. All right. And we'll hopefully get that underway. Next week. Next week. Yep. All right. Uh, so looking forward to that. So yeah, if you're a jockey or a trainer, don't have to be West Australian based. So no. yeah, if you fancy yourself at W Racing Trivia, come on over crack at the Mastermind Tournament. We get uh, Pikey on, are we? <laughs> yeah, that's a good West idea. Australian, that's a good idea. We'll get Pikey on board. Um, so be, yeah, have to be double vaxxed. Yeah, to do this unfortunately. That's a joke. Uh, you can come on if you want, Will. You, yes, Pikey, we love you, mate. Hey, um, all right. So let's get this grudge match. Underway. Let's do it. Let's welcome back to- Are they both aware that they're not, um, we better tell them, they're not playing next week. Oh, well, yeah. Well, well one, so and yeah. one and done. One and done. They've just, it, yeah. they've just uh, found out. <laughs> but yeah, uh, we, we, we've brought back two previous Mastermind winners, good mates as well. So this, we're looking forward to a bit of a head-to-head stoush between Mitch McClenny and Kyle Potter. First of all, welcome back to the show, Mitch McClenny. Thanks for having me, boys. Good to be back. Shame about the bloke from version, but what can you do, eh? <laughs> so you're a two, two-time, two-time mastermind winner, Mitch, and um, yeah, uh, regular at the races. Uh, you got any runners this weekend? Family got any runners? Uh, yeah, Dad's got a little share in that same audio in the first. Yeah, very good, very good. So, uh, yeah, but no, can't say I do. Okay, all right. So confidence levels, now that you found out that you're versing the fellow challenger, Kyle Potter, what are you thinking, Mitch? Well, they weren't very good when I got the late call up, but gee, I wouldn't be too happy with myself if I got rolled by this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Potsy, Kyle Potter, another uh, another mastermind winner, returns to the one one. He's out at where are you at the moment? Ascot Racecourse, Potsy, putting up the rail? Yeah, I'm just sitting in the truck. Um, meant to be in Smoko, so I'm actually getting a bit pecky. So this, uh, I better win this quickly. Uh, you'll, you'll be three 0 down the I second. I don't like you to get peckish, mate. <laughs> oh. Hey, uh, Potsy, we just asked Mitch, who's got any runners? You got any runners in this weekend? The big H, mate. <laughs> the H <laughs> trail. Oh, triple H. Triple, triple H. Watch her wrestling. WWE. Yeah, WWE, yeah. Uh, the old H train. What a what a map for the H train yeah. as well. You, you're, so, co- you're confident, Cole? Oh, well, I just saw the seven bucks on sports set, so I might have a quick go. I need to get paid first, so. <laughs> <laughs> get, get paid twice in one week. <laughs> Very yeah, good. Yeah, Ma- Ma- Magic Moons last week. Oh, I don't want to even talk about it. 
<laughs> still licking his wounds. So, uh, Potsy, yeah. Potsy, Terry, and uh, Tommy Johnson, of course, all shareholders in the mighty Halatorian who goes around at Ascot on Saturday. So, there's a bit on the line. There's a bit of pride on the line as well. Mitch McClenney versus Kyle Potter. Fellas, veterans at the Mastermind, so you know how to play. Your names are your buzzers. And to be crowned this week's Mastermind, you'll need to be the first contestant to answer three questions correctly. So, Tommy, as our illustrious guest, we'll throw over to you to do the intro. Challenger, are you ready? Okay, a bit of work to be done there, Tommy. Please, 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 please. Oh, what are you going Okay, that's Potsy. Well, well, I'm going to be on the same phone call, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I like this. This is really good. Hey, Mitch, yeah, you're next week's podcast. This is good stuff. I like this. You just sit back in your little office chair and put your secret phone on, mate. <laughs> you're probably in the study with all the books at the race track, Johnny. Uh, you so, guys should start your own podcast. Yeah. This is tremendous. <laughs> all right. Well, Potsy, are you ready? Yes, yes I'm ready. ready. I'm ready. All right. Challenger, are you ready? Well, I guess so. That's me. <laughs> Three, two, one. Ah, oh, dearie me. I just love how much of a shambles it can be at times. Who am I? This is one of my favourite who am I's as well, guys. So um, pay, uh, pay special attention. It took me 13 career starts to notch my first success. I actually haven't told Tommy this. Put your hand up when you think you know it, okay? Uh, it took me 13 career starts to notch my first success. The two feature races over this weekend are the 1,300 metres of the Pinjarra Classic and 1,800 metres of the Detonator Stakes. They're too short for me. All nine of my career victories were over 2,000 metres or more. While Molly Clark rode me on 11 occasions and Sasha Staley on six, I'll always be remembered as dashing Danny Miller's mount. He piloted me on 32 occasions. I was best known for my doggedness as a racehorse, and ability to keep coming. My honour roll reads, third in a Perth Cup, first in an ATA by nearly eight lengths, first in a Pinjarra Cup, second in a Tattersall's Cup, and second in a 3,200-metre West Australian Cup. I retired in 2018 after 64 starts, but I did win my 63rd start with Molly Clark in the saddle at any old price, which was a regular occurrence in my career. My first name is a town in Russia. My second is the opposite to a girl. Who am I? Far out. Yeah. I was trained by... Just, just, I was trained by Arthur Mortimer. Just think about the opposite to a girl part as well. Like that, that part gives a bit away. That gives away one of the two yeah. names. Three. <laughs> two. Oh, bitch. Mitch. Oh, you said Russian, hey? Yeah. Um, Kirov Boy. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Funny Russian, Jimmy. Okay. Lucky you're sitting in front of a computer, mate. Mate, I'm in the car. The keyboard would have got to work. This, out. Is, this is a real. I'll get funny shot if they find out I'm on break at this time of day. <laughs> so for a grudge match, this couldn't be grudge match. Is the right this word? Be yeah, this is brilliant. All right, fellas. Mitch has won. Potsy, get to score. Name the horse who is an acceptor at Ascot this Saturday that finished second to Western Empire 
in last year's Malvista Stakes. Three, two, Kyle. Kyle. Um, I know this is wrong, but Holly and Cameron. Incorrect. Mitch for the steal. Mitch. Outback Jack. Outback Jack. Potsy had a 50-50 there and he's just gone the wrong way. That is correct. Outback Jack finished second to Western Empire in the Mel Vista Stakes. Holly and Chairman finished second to uh, Western Empire in the J.C. Roberts Stakes. Stiff. Oh, of course, stiff. It's hard Bring your nudie run, Pops. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard for Potsy. It's hard for Potsy. It's hard for Potsy. If the big hate spins on Saturday, I'll get me chopper out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This bring this 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 even things out here, fellas. Oh dear. Multiple choice. Platoon is the current yeah. platoon is the current fave for Saturday's Detonator Stakes. How many group ones has Platoon competed in? Five, six, or seven? Have a guess, Potsy. Mitch. <laughs> Mitch. Go six. Incorrect. Incorrect. Potsy for the steel seven. Yeah, so I, this is how I wanted it. So he'd get one out of the way. Um, oh, I'll just go five. Oh, Potsy. Oh, Incorrect. Platoon has competed in a remarkable seven group ones. Quite, I was surprised by that. He's a proper horse. I think it's three railways, three Kingston towns. Three Kingston towns, a three-year-old one, and Australian Cup yep. in Melbourne, yeah. All right, here we go. Next question. So it's still two to Mitch. Potsy yet to score. How old... Is a 104 start veteran corporate larrikin. Mitch. Mitch. 11. Incorrect. Potsy. Kyle. Yeah, 12. Hey! He's on the board. He has to retire in six months, isn't he? Yeah, he does. He has to retire on uh, the 31st of July. So. Uh, Corporal Larrikin, oh, of course. He'll be a hill of mine one day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Next time we get these two back on. All right. Next question, 2-1. Pans down, lost his second career start as a $1.55 favourite at Belmont, running second almost six lengths behind what boom sprinter? Mitch. Mitch. Clairvoyance. Yeah, he's got Mitch McClenny, 3-1. Uh, Our very first grudge match, and that's three mastermind victories for Mitch McClenny. How's it feel, mate? Uh, look, I'd like to say it feels good, but if I lost, I would have to go into hiding for a few days. I think so. <laughs> okay, yeah. this, this T- is as usual. Tell you what, Mitch, is that last uh, question fitting uh, in regards to what will happen after Alatorian wins? Are we likely to see some pans down? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I might just come along, I think. <laughs> uh, very good. Thanks, uh, Mitch McClane. A $100 gift voucher to the Mundaring Hotel. Another visit to the Mundaring for you, lads, is definitely on the card. How did, how did you uh, how did you enjoy your time up there uh, at the Mundaring, boys? Yeah, it was just really good, actually. Shame about the company, but, you know, you make do with what you get, I guess. <laughs> it, it, was, it, was, it was good until I pulled out the, uh, the fish platter. <laughs> <laughs> 
Bochy's gone out there, no one eats fish, and he's bought the seafood platter. <laughs> uh, you, know, you know what they say, you, you, only order, you only order seafood when you can see the sea. <laughs> Very good, guys. And, and, we're, and we're a long way from it. Yeah, you were. But uh, nine hours inland. You're in the heart of the hills. Uh, very good, Mitch. Congratulations, <laughs> mate. <laughs> Congratulations, mate. That's uh, another mastermind victory to you. Cole, Potsy, Potter, you've got bigger... Uh, Bigger things to uh, to concern yourself with with the mighty Halatorian going around at Ascot on Saturday. Thanks again for chiming into the one one. Both much appreciated, gents, and uh, get on with the rest of your day. Thanks, boys. Thanks, boys. Good fun. Cheers. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Bit of a bit of humour there for our first oh. edition of the Mastermind Grudge Match. Very good. Good lads. Uh, good lads. Must be must be trying when you go for a beer with them. You got to stay up, don't you? Yeah, I was like basically a big cock contest. Yeah. So who's, who can be funnier? Uh, Mitch geez. is just naturally funny, but like yeah. one of those people that everything he says is funny because yeah. like, <laughs> oh I don't think that can go to bed. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, we use a different word. It's a bit like when uh, did you watch the? Um, oh, I probably can't. The the halftime show in the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. How good is that? How yeah. they had to change so many of the lyrics through it. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know good, like, the busters. Yeah, busters. That was my favorite one because busters sounded really good. I actually thought that was uh, yeah, yeah that's cracking. What so. did you think of the show? That was the greatest yeah, thing in my life. Yeah. yeah. There's so many tweets that made so much sense. Like, oh, then you, oh, good, they put something on for the younger people. And then you realize, well, hang on, no, nah, they're all really old. Yeah. Eminem's 49. Like, Snoop, like, Dre's in his 50s. Snoop's in his yeah. 50s. Well, The Chronic came out in 93, didn't it? Something like that. The, uh, that was the, the first big West Coast yeah. hip hop album with uh, Dre and Snoop. So it was a real cool, cool about excellent show. But yes, another excellent show was Grudge Match One, Mitch McClenny versus Cole Potter. Mitch has got another voucher to spend up at there at the Mundaring. And uh, we pulled Potsy away from putting up the rail at Ascot to have the crack again. Um, what, what do we think? Do, does, did Mitch earn his spot in the tournament with that victory or not? No, oh, well, if we're playing, is he a jockey or a trainer? <laughs> Dragon will fill all the slots. Yeah. It's, got a, it's a bit like yeah. an Everest. We need four of each. It's a bit like an Everest Easily. slot all these races. Easily. There'll be emergencies, I think. So yeah. we might have to do like a little off-air Could you... mastermind to see who makes the final four. Yeah, we, I think we need to do a draw and put it on uh, on Twitter when the, when yeah. the draw oh, comes. Yeah, 100%. That will do that. Yes, we will. Yeah. yeah, we'll put the... So we'll, make it, we'll make a jockey versus trainer. So we'll get the four jockeys one side, trainer on the other, and then... Pop them in. I think we need to get someone from the... Um, we need to get a uh, definitely a female jockey as well. Yeah. Either get a... I don't know. Holly, Kira? Yeah. Who else? I'm not sure. Geraldine. Geraldine? Jerry. Jerry, yeah, Jerry. Yeah, Jerry might be the one, actually. Yeah, who won the 2014 Guineas on Man Booker? <laughs> <laughs> Thinks you'll know that one. Hey, uh, very good. All right, that's uh, that's the Mundaring Hotel Dobo Racing Mastermind done for this week. Hopefully, we get our Jockeys versus Trainers tournament underway on next week's edition of the 1-1. One, one. All right. And we are back with race five. It's the Crown Perth Handicap over 1,000 metres, 72 plus. Only the nine runners, but this is a this is a good little race. This is a cracker. What are we thinking, Jets? I'll let Tommy Tommy Johnston lead the way. Yeah, this race is interesting from a map point of view with Holly Watson going on Zebel. I mean, surely they have the intention of finding the rail um, and trying to cross Akramanshala. Whether, whether or not they can, I don't know. But I think either way, just, this is going to be run at a serious pace. Um, and then I think Express Time will be forced to drop behind them after the first 200 when it can't quite keep up to that level. I, don't, I think they'll probably go into mindset with Express Time, let's just sit. sit. So yeah. if you try to lead, it can cook you a bit. Yeah. Um, and then just outside of that, I thought 
they're going to go so fast, but I still thought mood swings is going to, was the interesting one from three where that's actually a sticky barrier to some degree with, with uh, Brooklyn Pierre and beads underneath it. Cause they're both going to be looking for that same spot mm -hmm. and mood swings last start. They were slow away, obviously, but they showed no intent to even sit any closer than they did. Um, so I think they might be the one that drops in behind here, uh, like in the third or second, second, second pair. Third yep. pair, yeah. Um, and then outside of that, like pans down with smoker's pipe at the back and but i thought this is quite an even race i think i had it 480 the field with beads and pans down on top and then mood swings i had around tens i really want to take on acromantially here i think it's vulnerable getting taken on i mean last start it was that heavy leaders bias day and it still got run down by your best friend pink carrots mm. so <laughs> yeah just like, everyone's best friend. <laughs> yeah. bit suspect here but yeah I'm, I'm probably staying out of this race unless i see something silly late like a 20 dollars mood swings or something like that mm -hmm. yeah i'll probably really tell me i think i'll be staying out here it'll be interesting with zozebel i think led at all bar sort of two found the rail at all bar sort of two of its 20 wa starts it'll be and, and luke is quite an aggressive trainer in his instructions to hoops it'll be interesting though because acromantula will want to keep the rail it, I think it'd almost be beneficial. Has Evil sat in the breeze once and, and ran a really good race? Yeah. Obviously, Warwick yeah. on board. I think it would be beneficial for Luke if he tells Holly, like, if we if we try and cross Acromantula, it turns into a, a shit show and we're, we're cooked. If you just sit in the breeze comfortably, um, it'll probably be more beneficial. Let, let for, Acro do the work. Yeah, yeah just yeah. just let it do our work. So uh, that'll be interesting early doors. I, I'm, and then I'm with that, you. I, th I think Zeeb will jump, run, pound, and ground and pound. I think those days might be over for him in a, in a way. You know I, I, mean? so I think like, so. I, I think that that style of racing takes a, takes a toll mm -hmm. after a while. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see if, if they just come up for a bit of air. It's like crashing them. packs. Yeah. Isn't it? like kind of crash packs forever. Tommy, can yeah. you? I wouldn't know. Have to, get a few, <laughs> have to get a few cheap balls on the outside. Uh, so yeah, be, that's that's the that's a huge part of the puzzle for this race, isn't it? Yeah, well, I think, but I think if they do sit quietly in the breeze, then it does go and bring acromantially yeah. back into the race because yeah. that is exactly, exactly what it wants to just to sort of go bench to the turn and give a kick down to the 56 and a half. So um, the funny thing is, Tommy, I think that pink carrots form might end up, I got a feeling that might be good form. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think pink carrots might, now that it's turned that corner, might go on with it yeah. type thing. I, I, I don't know. What do you make of time scale coming out of that race and stuff? And I thought that was a pretty I don't know what showed yeah, up in the stewards report or anything, like but time scale go forward. But no, I, I agree. Time scale went so so um, behind its last start. They cleared out from third, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and there was big money at Cremantle that day. Look, I don't really want to get involved here because if they do sort of do that, Pans Down is going to be last. It's going to make it impossible for Pans Down. If they go wild out in front and they bunch, well, Pans Down should win quite comfortably, but expecting them to bunch. In a thousand meter race with some pretty strong ones out in front, that's you're asking a bit. And I had pans down at the, I mean, the current market was always going to be around that mark. The three was about three fifty or something. Yeah. yeah, I mean that that for me is not the price to take. Even though I think pans down is the best horse in this race, yeah, it's not the price to take at Ascot um, to come from last over a thousand yeah, meters. No. You know, so I, I want to be on pans down. I think it's the best horse in this race, but it's just about how it's going to be run like you'd, you'd want to be there in the chats with Zeevil and, and you'd want to hear what the chats were here and there and 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 you'd want to yeah you'd want to know so um it's all about how this race is run if, if they bunch and cook it pans down gets past them if they don't um yeah i think it's going to run a flashing second or third or something yeah 100 like yeah. exactly right especially with the 59 and a half at first up it's got to it's got to carry the weight as well so and then even if they do bunch you need to get the right runner out around the outside. You can't be coming looking for gaps and getting held up. So there's a few little bits and pieces that need to add up. So um, I think I think Beads is going to get a 
good map. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I'm just a bit worried about beads. Had a chance to run down my baby blue jean. How would it go here? The weight swing's really nice. It's deep into a campaign. Um, yeah, again, I'm about five bucks, five fifty beads. So, yeah, yeah. This is a race. It's it's a good one to watch. Good one to be an owner. I, in I just, I just What's thought, the prize money for nine? Uh, you reckon material? But I mean, I can't imagine seventh to ninth is much difference. But yeah, I uh, I think we're up against it. But I, I reckon we've, as I said, I don't like the form reference coming out of that race. But um, I think we watching our horse closely. I think gate cover, good tempo out in front. I, I reckon there might be progression in material witness. So I don't. I wouldn't be suggesting a bet here in a million years. But um, I've, good got, race to be I've got. Up. But I've got CJP looking held up, looking for so runs, climbing so over heels. Yeah, I almost I almost take that because I probably yeah. won't back it myself. So yeah. I'll, I'll almost take that's that. And go, oh, we should have beaten Buddy Acromantula and pans down. Yeah, should have. Both fine. Here we go. Yeah, I um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, both fine at least. <laughs> at least, so yeah. Uh, yeah, good race. I've I just just went back through pans down's form last prep. Comes a time. Knocked off Bissell Testier and second to Nero Dio, who went on to win the Bofine, speaking of the Bofine. And then um, slashing fourth behind Long Beach, Miss Kentucky, Gemma's son. That was his last run before a, before a uh, spell. And Pans Down's last four and two were almost identical to stablemate Miss Kentucky. So huge closing speed. Gunned down uh, Riverbow in a uh, Lucky Hill Barrier Trial on Feb 8. I uh, listened to hearing, hearing what Terry has saying about if they string out. Um, and put, put put real pressure on Pans Down to accelerate a long way from home and have to burn too much of his of his fuel, then uh, that's a problem. But just like I think Pans Down's only going to get better with that prep under his belt. Last time in, he's a really progressive sprinter, and Paddy Carberry, many are riding better. Tell so, you what, if someone's going to back it, it's you. I reckon yeah. you backed it every start at one last prep beat, so you're yeah. probably someone they can throw into that price and not feel too guilty about it. Yeah, I'm with you. I, th I think it's actually 370, like since the other markets have come out. But I think with the strength of this race and the evenness of it, that maybe four dollars plus could be uh, could be could be a go. This will be a fascinating market watch. A bit like the race last week with our House Serenity Special View Secret Deploys, where all the money came. Yeah, like that was a. Fascinating watching special view get out to nearly fifteen dollars. Yeah. House Serenity seven eight dollars. Did you see the first flop for uh, five bucks or so? Secret deploy. I think it was four dollars into two nine. Yeah, it was the right, right money though. Yeah, oh, it was the right hundred yeah. percent. It was the right money. Yeah, exactly right. So, um, yeah, this will be one of those races. And as Tommy said, there, there could just be a blowout price. You might end up back in a horse right now. You're not considering quite as much. I'm not backing material witness, mate. Yeah, but it's $44. Tommy goes, well, hang on. I wonder if Pete Antonitz oh, and uh, Toby Dunn are going to be chiming in on the people's, their so-called people's horse Riverboat. So we'll yeah. wait and see what the, uh, the heavy hitters are up to there. The yard mention. Jeez, I can't <laughs> see how Riverboat wins it, to be honest. It's got three white note covers sort of written all over it. Oh, it does. And even with cover, it gets out sprinted, then it's not quick enough. To, oh, I don't know. Good horse. Often, yeah. often catches me off guard. Trying to burn some points, I think. Yeah. Well, yeah. if they're not, they should be. Yeah. Well, they might be doing that accidentally. Yeah. yeah. All right. Race six. Yeah, good luck with Material Witness. Thank you. Yeah, you and Troy and yep. the crew. Connor. Connor. All the boys. Yep. So Jimmy Ronnie. Yeah. Who's that? Jimmy. One of those, the the mayor of the Ashby Tavern. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Sorry, I thought, yeah. Yeah, yeah. One of yeah. Troy's good mates. Oh, very good. Glad, Jimmy. Jimmy, congratulations. Uh, there's some other... Real notables in the uh, ownership as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Mario, yeah, back yourself. Yeah, exactly right. This was a this was a um, electro bloodstock horse actually. It was. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. Um, yeah, 
There's a bit of a story behind that. That's for another day though, Tommy. <laughs> that is for another day. Race six, the Amelia Park handicap over 1,600 metres, a graduation. Uh, not a bad contest. This is a few of these races where they're very even, sort of four or $5 the field top setups. And this mm. is this is another one of those over the mile. A few horses on the quick backup as well, which is uh, usually a positive. Uh, Terry Layton, this has got a bit of a PRG type feel to it. This oh, race. What have we got? No, I like, I like the, I wish you threw to me for the other two that are, because there's a 1660 plus, an yeah. 1800 meter staying race, a uh, feature race, sorry, yeah. and an 1800 meter 60 plus. Feels like we've, but in saying that, you're getting good sized fields. Yeah. So, I can't be too critical. And then you got through the 2200 or so. Or so. Mm. But they've all a good sized field. So 20 I guess last. Cool. So yeah, exactly right. Yeah, the full 20. Well, some might have had to have been sacked. There might have been 21. Anyway, we could um, divide it and run 10. Oh, look, if I, this is a good race just to lob them in market order, right? And just yep, sort of discuss got. it. Okay, so we chuck. Just going to look here. So Crescent City is your favourite and I'm going to continue, especially in Barrier 9, I'm going to continue to take on Jet till he rides his first winner in the city. That's just what I'm doing. He, should, he can't be favourite from 9. Like The only way, yeah, he probably, he's probably going to have to go forward. Outside leader? Yeah, I think yeah, it's yeah. a great race to go forward off the short backup. Definitely can win. It's just not going to get mine. Day Hill Storm, uh, Crescent City. Yeah, yep, yeah, that's, that's how I've got yep, yeah. That's how I've got it looking. Um, trade him in was a great ride from Sean McGruddy in at Westfield Platinum. Those races form was a bit of a bit of a query, but this isn't all that deep. Um, Skip Sluice Box, come back to that in a minute. Speedbird got the right run last start. Couldn't knock off Street, street Fair. Street Fair. Yeah, Street Fair, so... Dear me, Outback Jack, it's winnable for Outback Jack, but I'm going to just risk it till I see maybe a little upturning form. But there's a little 1-1 one, one there or something for Outback Jack, I suspect. Yeah, I wouldn't mind having a look at one, uh, Outback Jack. He just looks like he's, he plotted a bit last yep, trip. Yeah, I agree. Tiff has spoken um, first up at a mile off six months. First ride for Alan Kennedy in yeah, how long? four or five months. It's been a while, so I take him on. Downforce, downforce, Benji's, Benji's. Street fair, street fair. Paulton LaSands can run a race, but it's going to be last. So there's nothing there. Sluice Box is the only horse I can consider backing. Yeah. In a nutshell. A Kennedy, just quickly. A Kennedy hasn't ridden since August. Yes, August yeah. 5. Yeah. August in, in a race. In a yep. race. Sorry. Yeah. So the only positive about that for anyone backing this is he's got two rides and they're 59 and a half, and I think the other one's 60. So he's probably riding a catch here, which I, I really love. Uh, that was probably the negative for Spin the Knife as well earlier, sorry. So Mitch Pateman rode at 60 and a half, but it was his last race ride, so Mitch probably got himself to 60 probably and a half. 60 yeah, yeah, exactly. Probably lost, lost weight. <laughs> exactly, right. Race, yeah. So Holly's going to have eight or nine um, uh, dead. There's going to be dead weight. Yeah. So, but when Pikey rode at 59 and a half last campaign, one by three and a half, um, like Pikey would be 53, 54, so there would have been six, seven. Dead then as well, didn't affect it then. But um, yeah, Sluice Box is the only horse I can back, basically, yep. just the way I, I punt here. Even so, at the $5? Is that about right? Yeah, I'm about four bucks. Yeah, Sluice Box. It's not, I'm, it's not rushing me in at that price. I don't know what the market will do, but Tommy will tell me. Um, I thought, like, I have Sluice Box on top. Looks like they tried to hold a position last start, but I was a bit worried by the they fact did, they couldn't. They? Like, they just kept drifting back and back under riding. So I was a bit worried there, but. Almost, ended, look up, almost ended up being for the best, really. Yeah, yeah. I mean, probably. To um, be ridden that hard that early and still finish off, it, I think it finished the race off best because it's hard to pick up a sprint defense like that. That's pretty good. Like, yeah, it's a good run. You can't do it at both ends, usually. Yeah, so I think here, I don't think they'll be as hard out of the gates, but I think they'll be keen on settling sixth or so, like two pairs back. And from there, I think with Crescent City and the breeze with Jet Stanley on, you just have to take it on. Daniel Storm leading. I mean, it's probably, I'm not even going to say it's probably overs. It's not overs. Um, but, like, it's just they're a bit vulnerable in front behind them. Outback Jack, I think, is going to be jammed on the rail, and I don't like it first up over the mile. Um, trade him in, gifted last start. 
um, should have lost to a better one. <laughs> and so just process of elimination, I think Sluice Box for me looks quite obvious. It's not a horse I'd like to back at $5, but... Oh, it's a losing bet. Like yeah. it's a case it's be of... a losing bet. I'm back to two starts ago and we'll get three wide. It was probably, I thought it was the right move, right money um, and we lost. And I think that might be the case again. It's the right money and we lose. But yep. I'll be on undoubtedly. Yeah, I'm going to plant my flag. I haven't even backed it yet. I'm going to plant my flag, flag here. Yeah. Jet Stanley. This is, <laughs> this is the this one. Is, this is it. Yeah. This is your moment. I do. If yes. they do this find the breeze, this is the race. For this is your moment. Yeah. I, thought, I thought Jet wrote it really well mm-hmm. uh, last Saturday. Who did he push out? He pushed someone out. He pushed out Holly Watson on Treasured yeah. Brown. It just went back. If I was on Crescent City last start, um, I would have been very happy. With the way he pushed out at that time and got into yeah, the race. Yeah, made all the right moves. Yep. Made all the right moves. Yeah. Uh, I think Jet's just got to ride this uncomplicated, roll forward, sit outside, leader, rate, and hopefully give a good enough kick to hold off your sluice boxes or your trade wins or whoever's making a lunge at him late. So Jet Stanley on the quick backup, Crescent City, you reckon it's ready to win? But oh. yeah, scared of uh, sluice, sluice box, of course. Yeah, we get it. Sluice box is one of those. I've probably backed it 10 times. It's four from 36. That's <laughs> but in saying that, it's been handled by a lot of um, apprentices over the journey. Did it, did it get going in Jilton sluice box originally? Yeah, went yeah. Jero, then it went to Jaden Thomas in, I think he's part of the ownership group, Jaden yeah. Thomas in Kalgoorlie where yeah. it went super. But it's been ridden by, it's not the type of horse I think would be suited to claiming apprentices. Um, I, I, yeah, I like seniors on sit and screen yeah. horses. So Chrissy Parnham, seven days after it was 26 to 13s last week. Yeah, if it doesn't, if this if so, this isn't its day, there may not be is many more. Is it a No, I, I, <laughs> said, I feel like I'm going to lose. I almost know I'm going to lose it, but I'm just going to back it anyway because that's what I do. Uh, <laughs> race seven, the Drum and Golf Handicap, 2,200 metres, ranking 66 plus. How is the golf handicap coming along? Terry, have you had a game this Yeah, summer? yeah, played about 18 months ago. So, um, <laughs> yeah, went well. Went well? Yep, went super. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I actually do want to get some. I, thought, I, 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 I do want to get back. I think you were a keen golfer. Nah, no, no, no. It's Crip, Crip's pretty keen golfer. Yeah. Um, nah. I'm going to – I do want to get back into it though. All I do is um, punt. Yeah. So, yeah. What about you, Tommy? Uh, oh, I try a swing. I just use my 15-year-old stress fractures in my back as an excuse why I can't <laughs> hit them well. But, yeah, no. Nah, I, I try and get into it. I bought an expensive set of clubs and then decided that after one use was enough that I can't hit them. Right? So, <laughs> <laughs> One day I'll get back to it. That's like buying the um, the year long gym pass. You don't have to go. You've got the, you've got the path. That's uh, that's halfway there. Yeah, no, nah, no, no golf for me. The holy mollies is uh, about as adventurous as I get yeah. with, the, uh, with the golf. I reckon. But anyway, the rating sixty six plus twenty two hundred meters. We did have a quick chat in that race prior about the evenness and the openness of the remainder of the card. And uh, this is no different. However, Holy Enchantment and uh, a couple of others do look like they have um, have a bit of an edge. Over the majority of these, uh, Holy Enchantment, interesting prep, finished its campaign with a really tough, grinding 1,800-metre victory on the 11th of December last year. I don't know if you've got any info, Tommy, on what happened post that, but we didn't see him again until January 25 when he had a trial at Lark Hill, and then he came out and started $3 favourite at Pinjaro over 1,800 metres and ran third with 61 kgs on that occasion. So he's gone uh, break. Trial fourteen fifty race eighteen hundred then basically second up into a twenty two hundred which is um, interesting placement from S J Miller. Yeah, I'm not sure what his thought process was if something went when a miss when it won yeah. um, on the eleven. I'm assuming something would have had to, but interesting like a foot or a virus yeah, or something like something that. Yeah, something like that. Um, interesting placement I thought going eighteen off a fifty day break and then 
up to 22. I thought they would have been perfectly suited at 18 again and um, and then go off and trip. But I don't know, maybe SJ is smarter than me. Let's let's go with probably. Um, this wasn't a race I was particularly enthused by. Oh, sparingly. Like yeah. when I feel, I just thought that this was a race where I was never going to find Holly and Charm and I really want to take on off we go and I've continued, I uh, will continue to take on prize miss. Yep. So I thought there might be a bit of value and I mean, I've got value, but like, is it value if it runs 11th? Mm. Um, but I thought black chips, I've got yeah. $8 the field. It opened 16s, I think, or somewhere around around that. I didn't take it, but I probably should have. Yeah, dude, you're right. Brad, Brad was $16. Probably. Yeah. Um, exactly. And then, I think I was did you knock that off, too? I think I was longer than that. Oh, right. So, yeah, oh, right. black chips, 21. Yeah. And then I had the other one I think I somewhat found is Chuck a Luck. I thought their last win they led at Sandown over 2000. Um, last start or two starts ago, he missed the kick a little bit. Um, but I'm hoping with Pine, I'm going on from Chris is going on from 11, they might just go forward here in a race with our Norman, the only leader. I'm sure <coughs> corporate Arrican won't start in this. No, name jockey names in the last. So, yeah, for me, I'll back Chuck Luck at 186 on Betfair late. There's no and way you're getting 186. <laughs> no, well, I'll take the nice, 51s. I think it's 41 now, something yeah. like that, which will probably get me. So, but yeah, I didn't have a whole heap of interest in this Yeah, you're race. right. The breeze is there for someone, isn't it? Yeah. For, yeah. Superior small will want it. It's just, it'll take 400 meters yeah, to get, get there, there, you know? Yeah. So, but that, that will be, I can imagine that will be the plan. They will tell Brad, just be aggressive. It's a tough horse, yeah. but it'll be a dead horse. We've got a long <laughs> way to go with the amount of work to get to the breeze, I'd suggest. So, juicing carrots is another opportunity, yeah. another option for the... For the breeze, uh, black chips. So we pretty keen to sit this start and roll into the race from the eight hundred, like they've been doing. But um, yeah, interesting. Fryerway, no, Fryerway's the one. Yeah, mm -hmm. Fryerway's the winner. I'm relatively confident Fryerway yeah. win, but you're going to get way better late. Like, yeah. I was surprised. I expected because there's so many money. I expect big money, holy enchantment. I expect off we go to be supported again. Prize miss won't wobble. Our Norman can't. Like, it needs to be respected by the market. It can't mm. be any longer than six, seven, eight, nine dollars. Yeah. Like it's as Tommy said, it's your only leader. They've gone wild last time. That was a big. That outside, was a big win. Yeah. Huge yeah. win. So yeah. to sit outside Casilla del Lago. The rest of the race was dominated by horses off speed. Um, yeah, just a bit of respect is required for our Norman. Price is right, seven fifty or so. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I think truly reliable will stay nice and firm with Stevie Parnham going on. Uh, hasn't had a huge amount of luck. Uh, Chili is hot, won't get the wobbles. Ukbar Ted, they'll look to get into the race earlier. Tollman was good in the York Cup, but I don't think it'll get the 2300. Even if it does, it's 14. It's a lot needs to go right, but yeah, Fryer away is never all that well supported. Um, interesting stat with Fryer away as well. At Ascot, 21 starts, four wins, five seconds. Away from Ascot is career BJ, 24 starts, zero wins, four placings. Really? How's that? Yeah, wow. just only goes at Ascot. So it's run two starts ago, deep the trip. I know they didn't go quick, but deep the trip, come right back, scrapped on the line, three lengths further back to, uh, it was black chips. In third, yep. uh, last time out, they've gone wild. Whiting could have tucked in. He's just decided to, he just stayed deep on a, it was just the wrong race and it wasn't at his favorite track. I think if they can get to the 1-1, one, one, and what I want to see Sean O'Donnell do here, Tom, what I want to see Sean do is get into it from the 600 and roll into the race. Are you listening, Sean? Are you listening, Sean? Just, just, just let it go and ride it out. And I'm pretty confident. Over 2,200 metres, it's the best stayer. We don't know enough about Holly and Chairman yet. Yeah. I'm not interested at the four bucks. Like We've, got this, we've got this thing in our mind about Holly and Chairman. It's going to be the greatest stayer of all time. Like maybe, yeah, it's going to, it's going to find trouble. It could be back on the fence from four as well. Yeah. Like it's going to be between runners. It might not be winding up into it. Like It can win, but it's going to go around unders. I know that. Um, 
yeah, for me, far away, if, if he rides it, as I just said, I'm really confident that it'll um, be really hard to beat. I'm pretty sure we'll get me a 20 bucks bet fair late as well. I'm not even considering the $11 that's um, that's around at the moment. So I, I'm six, six, seven dollars type thing, far away. Okay. Our Norman and it are the two joint favourites for me. All right. I like holding Chapman for what it's worth. <laughs> so, well, I'm not, I I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm just not the price. Yeah. I'm just more. I, if I'm thinking, if anything, 550 or above, I don't know if that's going to happen for Holly and Chapman. Mm-hmm. But just as a three year I just had him, I just thought he was really progressive, had him pegged as a potential sort of derby prospect. Then they pulled the pin on that prep, came back, he ran those two good 1400s. Then that 800 meter win was gutsy. It was just three wide. It was a, it was a really really good win with with 60 kgs. Was it Murray? Sorry, it was a Murray. Was it Murray? Good win, Murray. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, Western Warriors, mate. Yeah, uh-huh. could have gone with Simon, but yeah, I would have gone Simon. Yeah, too, yeah. yeah. Well, that's yeah. Murray. Simon, yeah. Simon hates a hates a punt, doesn't he? What do you know, Murray? Do you know Murray? Good. That's a punt. Zimbabwe champion. Yeah. 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 Mercantile Mutual Cup winner. <laughs> Would have been on a deck and Chambry's favourite players already. <laughs> yeah, Murray, you're right, yeah. actually. Holly uh, Chapman for me. Just really like this horse moving forward. Uh, I don't think he's the best star in the world, is what Terry said some people do, but I think that this in a race that lacks a bit of quality, he might have the, the class edge. So kept out of trouble by Brad Parnham grinding into it. He can get past far away and our Norman right on the line. Ah, <laughs> oh, dear mate. Race eight. Race eight, the detonator. Uh, place the bomb and detonator. I don't know where I'm going there, actually. I've completely <laughs> lost it. Uh, over the 1,800 metres. Now, this is Stafford Ladd is uh, an early scratching. Two cent deductions apply. Um, Speaking to Dan Morton. Yes. Uh, Stafford's Ladd's a big chance to be on a plane on Monday, Tuesday, alongside Kiss on all four cool. cheeks. So, which Adelaide is why, Cup. which is why it's coming. Adelaide out. or Sydney? Adelaide Cup for Stafford. Uh, Sydney prep for Kiss on all four cheeks. They parachuting. Yeah, how do they get the same? They just parachuting and all. They go past. Just a bit of Madagascar. Yeah. Did I hear a story once, and this this is so wrong. I, I can't believe I'm going to say this, and this is going to be recorded, and you're going to laugh at me. Did they ride simply adorable to the Adelaide Cup? <laughs> <laughs> They rode it across there, didn't they? Helicopter, wasn't it? Yeah. (laughs) They rode it across. Anyway, that's why I don't know. Okay, 1,800 metres. The the first Melbourne Cup winner, Archer. They rode it all the way from New South Wales to uh, an hour in New South Wales to Flemington, and it uh, won the Cup. Well, there There you go. go. Well, it's good. They go well off the the short backup. We saw (laughs) with um, Fletcher Road yesterday, didn't we? Tommy. Yes, we did. I like with stay as I going forward, like my only criticism is, and it's – yeah, I just think with stage, you don't want to be sitting up on them until 200 to go. Like with Friar Lake, with a horse like Friar Away, um, you'd like to see him sort of get stuck in and, and, and grash like a stay. Grashing, yeah, you don't, you don't want yeah. to let him level up to you and say, well, let's out sprint him now, give it a soft run, because that's now how stayers are um, going to show their best. Very interesting race here. A lot of horses very well in the market. Tommy, um, yeah, what did, what did you find here? I've had a bet. and I'm You've had a bet? Somewhat keen on one. You've had an eddy. Yeah. What are we on? I'm on true attraction. <laughs> okay. I saw that. I saw a little fluck. Did you tip that to your, to no, your I didn't followers? Tip it. No, no, I didn't tip it. I will tip it. Yeah. Um, if it remains double figures, I think I've got it at 650 yep. around that. Yeah, 660. Um, I just thought last, first start, I mean, I have no idea. If you watch the replay, what like they obviously had no intention of winning, but O'Donnell, it was just like a mm. – it was just strange. I'd, there was no intent with anything. It fought him for half the – body race it was just odd and then last start i thought was actually really good um best through the line in my opinion um 100 meters past the post he's 
gone past all of them. So I thought up to 18, perfect. Be able to settle somewhere midfield-ish, probably touch worse, I don't know. But with uh, Stafford's lad going out and Bocan in the race, I thought it's interesting if they go forward here and put a bit of pressure on Cockney Crew um, and Maricino. I imagine from 16, Maricino's not going to go back to last. I think they'll be forced to go forward and follow Cockney Crew across. Surely Bocan doesn't start, does it? No, oh, please, bro. I have no idea. I mean, I'm. What about the King know. King rolling forward as well? I thought they would drop him behind him, but in okay. my in my opinion, I thought that was from four. They have a, the option of just slotting him behind. I wonder if they were um, looking for the better going again on the King. Anyway, <laughs> I have no idea. But yeah, I just I ended up with I ended up with platoon on top. Yeah, there's a bit of salt there. <laughs> <laughs> they affect the spruker. I'm salty too. In yeah, yeah. I've ended up with be, platoon on be top. Saltier than me. <laughs> yeah, he was on the day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, platoon on top six bucks but I would need eight dollars to entertain it but the 11 or 13s I think I took for true attraction got me and that's the way I'll play it yeah oh, I, I do I've been sort of I'm like you I reckon true attraction's been going well I see true attraction as a pikey Clint Johnston Port a real strong hands and heels jockey type horse yeah that was probably the one thing I was waiting for was, was CJP to probably go and not that I mean Carberry's tactically I think riding these horses better than Clint but Strength-wise, in, in the saddle, I'm, I'm probably – I feel this horse needs to be revved up and and, and pushed through the line in, in that sense. Um, but I can definitely see what you're saying with true attraction. But, um, yeah, I'm with I'm with Platoon again. Um, we're going to need the um, – we're going to need to take it on trust a little bit. 49 days, freshen up Perth Cup into this. Did it last year, won a Cyril Flower. It's a different setup. Unreal. Fresh, freshening up. Yeah, really, when you think about it. Yeah, and Neville said he was interviewed during the week and the one thing that really caught me is that we've only won X amount of races, five, 43, but that's because I maybe stuffed up by running a hole in a railway and getting 15 points. If it yeah. hadn't done that, I mean, as we said in the, the Mastermind before, Platoon's running seven group ones. Yeah. Like, it's a problem. This is – like when I looked at it, I was like, how, how is this getting in? How is the set weights and penalties got this in at 56 and a half? So um, I think it's because it's uh, that group, that listed victory was more than two years ago. Yeah, yeah, that, that was um, that was the JC Roberts. Yes, where it beat Regal yep. Power. That's its win over the eighteen hundred meters at Ascot. Yeah, it's three subsequent eighteen hundred meter runs are all been in Kingston Classics. Yeah, so, it ran second to. I mean, we're talking about a horse that's run the second quickest last. Even though it's run tenth in the railway, it's run the second quickest last two. It's then. Um, it I thought it was really good behind um, Regal Power in the. Cox States. Yeah. Head. Yeah, it went super behind yeah. Regal Power, cleared out from from third, and then in the Perth Cup, which I think they knew the twenty four hundred metres was right on the on the precipice. It's gone super. So yeah. Um yeah, a bit of trust required. Need to get in the race at the right time. It looks a nice map. There's there's six, seven, eight real back markers in this. Yeah. So Platoon should be able to land in about sixth, seventh, eighth. Um yeah. And if it's right and humming, it's with, just waited to win the race. With tempo, there should be some, yeah, should exactly. be some space. I, I can't don't, have Cockney Crew at all for me. No. I, I just can't have Cockney Crew. If, if it leads and, and wins one good on him, uh it's got the right hoop on to to do so. But um there's a lot of horses in this race that I think are too much. I was interested in your thoughts is Tommy, like two in the market. Cockney crew sort of 750, Nerf Boss 15. Fryeresk 18. Yeah. The King's got CJP. That's fair enough. He's a Parker, tw- even 27. Yeah, like, that's For me, they're all massive drifters on the day. Like, yeah. Massive drifters on Betfair. So, yeah, the money will come for – I reckon the, my gut is the money comes for cash. 
I reckon the money will yeah. come for Yeah, I think so. I'm not interested. It's not for me. But I think the money will it already has. It's already tens into sort of six, seven dollars. Um but or sentimental claim. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'm platoon about four bucks. So Yeah, I was keen platoon and Paddy Shadow. Paddy's so I just wanted to say Paddy's is the other yeah. one, I think. But I, I the reason I was just platoon over Paddy's is because um just think it sprints better at the eighteen hundred. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. But yeah, you can never write off Paddy Shadow out of anything. She's just such no, a good she, man. She's seven she, now. She'll probably what? get to a nice little Betfair spec price. Yeah, yeah, they're the two that I'm going to be focusing on. A bit like what Tommy said, price wise, if if the if the closer to start time bet when Betfair kicks in, and we sort of maybe there's a bit of a squeeze on late. Hopefully, it could be the winning horse too. Yeah, though. it could be. Yeah, yeah. Just on what it's done, there's a that, there's a chance that Platoon's the one back. There's a chance. Are you surprised? Are you surprised to lay six fifty? From a map point of view, I can see, see it, it, but yeah. I didn't like the way it found the line all that much last start. I think it's a, yeah. I, I marked it third elect, yeah. uh, just yeah. on, on probably residual respect and the map. But, um, yeah, I'm not interested really. Oh, uh, yeah, the other two I was focusing on, Platoon and Paddy Shadow, maybe Bet and Save or Bat Work if they both are reasonable uh, on Betfair late. But uh, that is our detonator stakes look done. And what's next, Eric? Uh, well, Tommy, what is what is this race, Tommy? What do they call the, What do they call the last of the day in Metro Western Australia? The Get Out Stakes, S T E A K S. Mm. I was hoping you cooked that. <laughs> Get it? Yeah, yeah. No, Tough this time uh, after last time, we absolutely butchered it. That's right. <laughs> butchered Get it. Get it. <laughs> the extremely popular Get Out Stakes uh, is brought yeah. to you by Market City Meats, the largest retail butcher shop in Perth. Located at the Canningvale Markets on Bannister Road with Timmy Hewitt, the man in charge. Timmy and his team, terrific operators, swing pass. Say good day. Let him know that you listen to the one one and the uh, Timmy will look after you. That is for sure and certain. Congratulations to episode 114 winner, David Keats. Keatsy, guru, listen to this. Keatsy was one of four people who found four people found Tina Kutu in the last. What? Yeah, four. Just they're all going to get stakes, don't yeah, they? Yeah, you, you'd be stiff when you're fighting the forty-one dollar pound. I was right. I hope they've all had something on as well. Keatsy's uh, was nearest the pin though with his margin. Uh, this guy has flown under the radar as far as get out stakes is concerned. I've noticed him several times. That was his fourth times. win. Oh, can you believe it? That should be worth three wins as well. Can you believe it? Well done, Keatsy. Four wins in the get out stakes. Now he's right up there with the. We need to. We need to get that leaderboard going. Leader so yeah. it's got to be Nichols, uh, Perth Guru, Benny Armstrong, yep. Novak Smith, and uh, if I've gotten anyone, apologies, but Keatsy's up there now. Fourth victory in the get out stakes. Yeah. Congratulations, mate. You won it, Tommy. Yeah. Once. Once. Yep. Who was the horse? Couldn't tell. Couldn't tell me. No. Okay. Good stakes, sir. Oh, brilliant. Succulent. Yeah. I, I've stuff one. Other one's perfect. Put some of BJ salt on. You stole the first one. Yeah, butchered it, but that's all right. Yeah, gave it to dad. We live and learn. Oh, I gave it to dad. In, in, in it. <laughs> in butchered it. <laughs> to enter this week's Get Out Stakes race nine at Ascot on Detonator Stakes Day, uh, let us know who you think will win. Uh, the race, of course, at a decimal winning margin. Two decimal places preferred at the one one pod on Twitter, and of course, Tommy, we can never ever forget the Sam White rule. First in, best dressed. Of course. Guru, race nine. Tell you what, if um, 
We Ripper and All Man, your second and third favourites. Tell All Man, one of the greatest hard luckers. You're going to have to listen to this very quickly. So All Man, I've marked, I can't remember, 15 bucks or something. $71. I'm thinking no one's going to chop this off. I'll wait till the minimum bet laws kick in because they bet me to two per account. And I was just going to lob across all my accounts and, and back it and off we go. And it was about, I think it was in the morning it went off, about eight in the morning or something. And it's 71s to 31s. I'm like, oh. No, not back in the 30 ones. Absolutely refused. Still 40s late bet fair and absolutely refused. And the rest is history, Tommy, as you know. But yeah, someone's chopped it in the morning. So anyway, all man can go and get stuffed. Um, but if we ripper and all man are your second and third favourites at single figures and all in red from the widest gate um, is, is the next select, this is a pretty thin old race. Yeah. Man. It's a thin old finish. What do you guys think? Look, I, I know Chicklet's the obvious and it's just the dead obvious, yeah. but Deary, man, I didn't like that last 100 metres. Doug's bit of, Dad's big head had got out underneath it and um, hit the line better than it. I do think it's a better horse back to the 18. I like Clinton. I like yeah. the setup for it. But this will be a hard run race. Will that suit this? Or think back to last week's last race of the day when we saw the true stayers benefit from the hard run race. Because you obviously you've got Misty Lad, Corporate Larrick and um, who else, Tommy? Asymmetric from the widest comes mm. across on speed. There's a couple of those you might roll forward. Yeah, yeah. I don't, think, draws. I don't think they're going to mess about here, BJ. So, mm. um, yeah, interesting stuff. I, I, I knew Chicklet would be about this price. And I'm, look, I'm just below $4, I, but I... All right, so if we don't like... Troublesome. If, if we don't like Chicklet, we'll ask Tommy Johnston for something a bit... Outside of the market here, what, what are you thinking in this this raffle? The Heineken Three. Um, you gonna declare one? Yeah, um, 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 uh. go on, because I don't think we're gonna start. Come a little bit closer. Oh, I'm really dear. hoping it gets a run. Really hoping it gets a run. Not because I want to back it, but just because it's the only thing I could actually back in this. Like Chicklet, I have clear top pick, and yeah. it's disgusting because it shouldn't be three sixty. I think it's just. Five dollar fifty chance. Like I think when you struggle to mark a second favorite, it has to be that price. Yeah, that's the thing. Like so, it's just I've got coming a little bit closer. Third elect, I think at ten dollars, and it's eighteens. I think somewhere. Yeah, eighteens at a fake agency. Um, but this race is absolutely horrible. Like horrible. Tough, isn't it? Just, I don't know how what you found. Like, I don't know how you can race. find anything with any confidence on any level. What, wasn't there money for corporate larrikin in the <sighs> Narragin Cup? Was there? I'm pretty sure it was like. 20- there's often the syndicates don't mind backing the leaders, though. Yeah. That's often a thing. Uh, if there's ever an announcement that a horse is going to be ridden against Patton to go forward, it's always well supported. Yeah. I think that's just naturally a thing. If you're in front, you at least get to. You know, I, feel I, like I, I tip the leg up. In, I tip chickly in the leg up because it's the bleeding obvious. However, looking around it, I was sort of thinking it could be a misty lad kind of day. I didn't mind its run the other day. Um, Roll, yeah, a bit more, bit more positive, a bit more galloping room with uh, for Victoria Corva on Saturday, or even like I don't know, one of the one of the Erklands too, or even a horse like without reason who didn't get a lot of luck first up. So I think it's moral. Without reason, I think I think it's genuinely not a moral. Is the wrong word. I, I can't use that word. I'm back to winner in a month. Um, <laughs> take that out. I <laughs> take delete that or out, leave yeah. it. Delete or uh, leave it. Delete. Delete use of moral. <laughs> uh, it's um, yeah. I think without reason can run a race. Yeah. It surprised me. It runs yeah. fast. But uh, look, I think Troy Turner probably had the option to ride all in red. Um, is Troy Turner riding inspired at the moment? He's riding well. He is. Yeah, he's riding. I, um, I don't think I've really seen him ride this like yeah at this level. Tell you what, I would love. To see the same ride on Fletcher Road and without reason. So yeah. without reason to horse who's obviously always had pretty big wraps on it. 
Derby um, prep, wasn't it? One stage? Yeah, Derby. I think it ran fourth or fifth in the Derby. Yep. Ran, um, uh, what's the other staying race? The Mel Vista? Yeah. Yeah, ran fourth or fifth in the man. It was one of the runs of the race as well. Uh, early career, I think they were trying to figure out the best way to ride it. Um, they were going, they sat in the breeze when it had a, a nice win over Apparition before that. Um, it then didn't sort of come back for its next prep at all. Um, started favourite in a 66 plus over 1800 metres. I remember, one, I remember one day it was a price and you said, mark my words, this was on the podcast. This, this was horse will start favourite. Is that again some not to be missed? Uh, it no, was, it was uh, I think it was that one. It was the. It was like our one of our very first podcasts. Yeah. And it was backed 16s to 5s. Yep. I've got that here against Prince Turbo. That's right. Won the race Turbo. and it started favourite. Yep. So, unfortunately, that didn't pay me anything when it ran sixth, Tommy. Punted, um, punted well. Punted well. I'll tell you what. Punted well. I hate punting well. Um, anyway, without reason, uh, really liked it. So, it came back for another prep. was was good at its staying prep. I'll tell you how it's stay. I, I think it's a horse that loves his 18. Yeah, it's an 18. Yes, yeah. Um, one run in March for 2021, no good. It was actually a pretty good run, but it was tipped straight out, so clearly not right. Two trials, first up 1,400, came down the outside, ran fourth to create. I really liked that run. thought it was really nice for a horse who does need as far as possible. First up, there was a bit of support around with the 61 kilos, kilos behind gold merits, 51 to 26. It's held up the entirety, it was bolting. Yep. Reckon it goes close there, BJ. Right. Wins. I reckon it goes very, very, very close. We've got a 14 sort of worth. Yeah, I think it goes very, very, yeah, very I close. Agree. Must must be very fine without reason. It just yeah. You can't have long preps. It's only had the 26 starts. It's a six-year-old now. Fitness so, worries me here to some degree. You've, you've had the two trials in November, December, the race in December, the trial in January, the race in February. So it's, it's, it's been up for a while. I, I reckon this is its target race as well. This to me, it ticks. When I first, I thought, oh, you're probably being a little bit silly here. And I thought this ticks a lot of boxes. I think Troy Turner knows the horse well. Um, I think you'll realise he doesn't want to be inside runners looking for holes. You want to yep. be out running. Rolling, I yeah. think they're going to be going mad. They're going to bunch and they're going to be going past him. I think if the big grey, um, watching his old replays, wasn't so grey when he started his career. Yeah. Uh, I think the big grey, if they get him to the outside, he can he can run a race at, uh, what's it, the moment, 26 bucks or so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, run a bit of a yeah. race, but it's purely the fact I'm looking for a bit of value. So yeah. without reason for me. I'm with you, yeah. So my, my, my value runners, I suppose, is, I'm 12 is, misty is without, without reason and the top weight misty lad yep. right, for Boy Hill and Victoria Colby. But if, but yeah, if, just it's Chicklet just staring you right in the face, but it just doesn't. doesn't did you like right. it? Did you like its last run? Uh, no, no, I didn't. I just thought it just sort of felt the pinch late over the 2059. Yeah. But this is going to be a 2000 meter race run over 1800. So, yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm the same as you. I, I marked it favorite, but I I didn't like doing so. I felt like I had to. Yeah. So, we just couldn't make anything else shorter. Like, yeah. name one horse outside of Chicka that you can have priced under $6. Like, well, well Brad went up $5 all man. Which I think tells you a bit of a story about this yeah. horse race. Like, yeah. Betfair's going to be the exchange. Be Fascinating. Uh, Fascinating. I can't see how with it reason doesn't stuff up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, think be, I, think, I think there might be support, but I, I don't know. Who knows? It's what 27, it 28 now. Yeah. I think you're right, too. Yeah. Who yeah. knows? Who yeah. knows one will jump. But anyway, without reason, just just give me something. Without reason, Misty Lad and Tommy is uh, praying for a scratching, so come a little bit closer and the Luciani stable can, uh, can secure a start. Yep. All right. All right, let's take a break. We'll be back with our Betfair Best, our Maddies and our Lays for Detonator Stakes Day. Okay, punters, we are back with our Betfair Best betting propositions for Detonator Stakes Day. Our guest, Tommy Johnson, your Betfair Best. 
my bet fair best is big in heart, small in stature, but I'm going to have to go with Halatorian. <laughs> I love it. Love it. I love that, Tony. He's double my my price. I had Halatorian as well, but I figured you boys were going to head down that path. So, what do you got, Guru? Uh, 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 It's, I probably won't end up backing it, but I reckon I've had seven or eight. I remember about about six, seven weeks ago, I said, I've won about six best bets in a row. Have not had one since. So, I've got a bit ambitious. I'm just going to try and get one up here, BJ. My baby blue, Jane. $2.20 $2.20 plus, I'll be really happy. Straight to the front. Yeah, let's just just go for something. Just a simple <laughs> one because everything's simple in racing. Yeah. There's such things in, in and out. Yeah. BJ, what's your best? Uh, my bet fair best is spin the knife in the two-row race. Okay. He can he can find the front control, kick with Holly Watson on board. Uh, he is, but my my original bet fair best was Halatorian, of course, but I thought I'll, I'll zag now that Tommy's locked yeah. him in. We can uh, be a bit bit of a variety here. Spin the knife. I him up two fifty. There's two seventy two eighty available at the moment, so he can do. Uh, Madness twenty one dollars plus twenty to one in the old Tommy. Um, chuck a luck for me just in that I thought it was pretty open um, staying race so yeah I just I've got it marked one uh, of these 11th. one of these quality legs is going to be a big deal yeah it? you can just got that sort of I'm going to have to go so wide there's, there's three races over 1800 oh, it'll be a lot of fun won't it when I get over you better try and narrow one down to some degree I'm just looking now which one out race box yeah, yeah I was just about to say that I'll be one out without reason in the last uh yeah dearie me it would be quaddy diff we should do a line for the quaddy diff yeah. nine thousand i reckon is the line overs okay. or unders tommy I'll, I'll take you on for a beer you can choose no i'll go overs because overs, i reckon, yeah. I reckon if, based off what i think i reckon it has to be overs yeah you'll pay anything uh manny bj misty lad in the last misty lad don't mind that boy he'll might have the roll of the float your boat winnings from today into uh into it uh on saturday uh, in the last of me without reason as well yeah Let's see how long it's over 20 bucks for. Jewel, keep an eye Jewel out. Maddie's in the get out Keep space. an eye out for Fryer Away. I reckon it might touch Maddie Price. Really? Currently. Well, I don't know. There's going to be big money for quite a few others. All I know is that I hate those prices that are like, oh, do I take that? Do I wait? At the $11, $12, like if, if it starts nine, so be it. But there's more of a chance of it starting 17 or mm. 18 than starting nine. So I'm just going to hold fire and uh, hold Fryer and Very make good. it late. Very good. Late. And I'm, I'm going to fry away. <laughs> Wale, oh, dearie, um, Wale's pixie chick to place top two only. So I reckon around the $3 mark it should be to run top two. Not for me. I think it's no hope. Uh, oh, geez. Tough old day for a Larry Lasky. Sanctoria is 550 in the first. I'm over $20. So I will lay Sanctoria. That's a bit boring. We'll lay it to place. Still in the hole. Oh, that's oh, it's going well. I don't know if I'm Yeah, I'll lay the place. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, this pains me to say because I really love, love this horse, but uh, I think Hang Glider is going to end up in a bad spot. Oh, from, dear. And so from current sharing favoritism currently with Street Parade, I think Hang Glider might run an unlucky second, third or fourth or something. You know what happens when BJ lays them? They win. They sail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they win. It's a victory. They sail. 
glide, you know, like yeah. hang glide. That's part so of the structure. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah. Just thought I'd say it a few more times so yeah. BJ understood where I was going. Uh, we got there. We're at the end. Uh, before you wrap things yes. up, good luck to Tommy and the Guru, Halatorian, and all the crew in the Halatorian. Uh, and the Witness. The Witness, Material Witness. And my three on Sunday. And your three on Sunday. Um, there's a lot happening and um, looking forward to seeing you. Are you going to be on? Are you going to be at the Magic Millions tomorrow night? Um, may I'm not about tomorrow night. I'm going there now after this and I'll go again tomorrow. So I might cross paths. Might see you out there. So, yeah, uh, looking forward to the Own the Dream finale. Yeah. Imagine if we win. Yeah, that'd be huge. Hey, that'd be something. Deserve it. Yeah. I do. <laughs> I don't at Same all. Same celebration as Potsy if Alatorians. Ah, no, that'd be a big one. Yeah, I think Alatorian might be better, more beneficial to me, but to me, army skyrocket. Um, no, thanks for coming on, Tommy. Uh, it, it's uh, always a pleasure doing incredible work with uh, with yeah. Pro Punch Alert, and uh, yeah, look forward to hearing how you end up at the sales and. Now, Tom Johnston Bloodstock goes going forward as well. So, thanks for coming on. No, thank yeah, you very much. Appreciate it. Thanks, mate. <clears throat> Cheers. All right, guys. Uh, enjoy the racing over the weekend. Looking forward to the Pinjarra Classic. That's the highlight of the weekend for me. Triple missile, clear points. Uh, coming around, join the gate. Whew. Good racing, BJ. Early tip. Uh, haven't even seen the final field yet. Okay. Yeah. Field? Field. I know that's Spruker's race, yeah? Yeah. Oh, the yeah. Spruker as well. Spruker's yeah. Yeah. I still end on for the 13 and the 18. Yeah. The thought process doesn't get the mile. Uh, query, query at the moment. Markets out. Um, markets are out. Markets are out. Oh, quite, quite, oh. quick rundown. What, what uh, have got? Triple missiles, your five dollar favourite with the Spruker and Clairvoyance on the second line at six. Son of Bacchus and Son of a God at nine. Outrageous at ten. Laurentinio coming around. Hot Zed. Snickerdoodle Dandy. Interesting runner. They're all around the $14, $15 mark. Um, and then Serenity Bay. Uh, your ways and cryptic love around Last above twenties, yeah. and then Floyd fifty ones, and start your fryer is your roughly the field at one hundred and one. Tommy, right. give us one on the market without doing the form. Or outrageous with Lucy off and Harvey on. Okay. Triple missile is a gift. All, five bucks yeah. in it. All I can say is look out, Riley, from one? Riley Morgan. Hey, from one hundred percent for the fence. Clint doesn't get held up. <laughs> <laughs> all I can say is Terry. Look out, Riley Morgan, because that tote calling, price calling by Tommy Johnston was the least. That was, didn't miss a beat. Tab Radio, look out. Nah, tremendous stuff. We've got to have Riley on again soon. All the lads up and about and flying, but until next week on the 1-1.